It's been a long time, I shouldn't have left you Without a strong rhyme to step to Think of how many weeks shows you slept through Time's up, I'm sorry I kept you Thinking of this, you keep repeating your mess The rhyme from the microphone solo with So you sit by the radio and on the dial soon As you hear it, pump up the volume Ladies and gentlemen, we like to welcome to you All the way from the slums of Shaolin Special uninvited guests came in through the back door. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Domino, motherfucker, what's happening? Jesus Christ. What? Oxtails, peas, and rice. Happy New Year to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Hope everybody had a good Christmas and New Year's. Ladies, how many, uh, you know, posts you put up about New Year, New Me? <laughs> how many gym memberships you sign up for that you're only going to use till February? Not me. Rappers, is this your year? You working? You about to kill him this year? Stop. You lying motherfuckers, stop. Stop, stop, stop. And kiss my ass. Just do work. Shut the fuck up. Keep it moving. But, you know, ain't nothing changed. New year. Same shit. Backing up bullshit for another year. This is Connecticut's most controversial podcast. This is the Domino Effect. Yeah. I go by the name of Domino. And as usual, I'm joined by my partners in podcast crime. Um, I know this brother about 15 plus years. I could count on one hand how many times I've seen him without a hat. My brother X1 in the building. Yeah, yeah. You're kinglikeminigroup.com. Bang, bang. And we got the mahogany mama over here. We got Miss Nikki Nicole in the building. Hey, Miss Exquisite, if you're nasty. And the guest we got in the building today is an educator. He's an activist, a man of many arts, uh, has a very immaculate beard. Sculpted by the gods, you know, blessed by the Pope himself. Uh, we got Vernon Thompson in the building. What's going on with you, man? Um, you know, I'm happy to be here. Happy to start this new year off right. Good to be around creative people. First guest of the year. Let's start the shit off right. Yeah, let's start it off right. So, ain't shit changed. So, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever the fuck you get your podcast, we are there. Domino Effect Podcast at gmail.com for any of your comments, questions, or concerns. If you want your question answered in the what segment, you can reach us there. Anything bad you got to say, keep that shit to yourself. Domino Effect Podcast at gmail.com. Now, I ain't seen y'all motherfuckers in a minute. Well, I see, I, well, niggas ain't heard from us in a minute. I just seen y'all like what, Friday? Something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah. So how was y'all Christmas? How was y'all New Year? How's everything going to y'all 2017 so far? What's going on with you guys? Spectacular, man. You know, watching the kids get tired of the fucking toys that I just bought them three uh-huh. weeks ago. No less than three weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? So now you know what your parents toys. went through. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? My son looking at me like, I'm bored, Dad. Nigga, I Motherfuck, just bought I you. Just bought you, <laughs> bought you PlayStation games, toys. <laughs> Go outside and, and fly that drone around, boy. What a drone? Well, not a like, oh. you know, like a toy one. Oh, okay. You know I'm saying? Damn, nigga. I mean, <laughs> oh, I ain't oh, on that level yet, bro. You moving you know something? I need, I, need, I need parts in that if you're doing something. <laughs> what about you, Nick? crack. What about you, Nick? How was your New Year's? How was your Christmas? How was all that? Um, Last few weeks have been, a, been both peaceful and turbulent. I'm just feeling grateful to be still who I am and who I am in the midst of it all. So... I'm just going through the transformations as everyone else. As a transient. Maybe. As a transient being. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> we can go into it. Because I don't you speak know. Star Child, so whatever, that, whatever she's talking about, that's all right. I brought in my new year. I brought in my new year underwater, so I'm grateful. Word. But you got baptized. No, I was in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I, and I knew the clock struck twelve when the, um I felt the vibration and the the bang of the fireworks outside. Cleanse yourself <laughs> for the bullshit real quick for real the new quick, year. Real quick, real quick, real <laughs> quick. Brought in some to clear, but I made it work. Um, making it work. What about you? Uh, Christmas was alright. What did I do for Christmas? Um, Christmas Eve, I went to some thing that uh. Rosie oh, through yeah, yeah, Rosie yeah. Von Party. Christmas Shout out to Hanukkah. Shout out to Rosie. Where Christmas uh, Hanukkah, Hanukkah Yeah, Christmas Hanukkah, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Awesome. Um, what happened? Christmas. Um, my kids was out of state, so you know I Facetimed them. They was opening their presents, whatever. But um, woke up to a little brown leg in my liver, pretty brown thing in my bed. <laughs> so I was alright with that. I ain't get no cheeks, but it's alright. So it's all good. Um. <laughs> What happened? New Year's. I was at my mother's house for New Year's. Chill with my kids to the uh, clock hit 12. Then I went out real quick. Came back. Uh, New Year's Day. I, I did the same shit. Same chick came over. Still got no cheeks. It's so <laughs> all good. She, she ain't she, giving she, up she, the buns. She, she, just, she just there. I, th- I think she used me and shit, but it's like, it's all right, though. You know, if you can't be used, you're useless. You're useless. Whatever. <laughs> so, it's all right. It's all good, though. What about you, Vern? How was your... 2016, 2017, New Year's, Christmas, all that. Well, you know, it was real good. Uh, you know, spent the time with the wife, brought the New Year in. I always like to bring the New Year in and in, in prayer. So Where? I got to church at about 11 and just brought it in 12 mm-hmm. just to refocus my mind on what the goals and objectives are for this year. So I'm I'm really locked in to fulfilling what mm-hmm. the mission is. What what the assignment that God has in my life. Mm. And that was the focus. So I really wanted to bring the year in, get my mind, spirit ready for that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people do that. They go to church for uh, for New Year's. I've never been one of those people. Well, you know, it's, you don't, you know, you don't want to do it as a same way people do Easter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a tradition. But this, this year, unlike the other years, I felt more pulled to have my mind where it needed to be. Right. You know, so I really was didn't that, do it in the in the traditional sense of, you know, Easter I gotta be in church, New Year's I gotta be in church. Mm. I really wanted to be in the space where I could really put my mind in the place to connect with God about what the mission and assignment is for this year, for 2017. Word. Yeah. Yeah. Goals 2017. All right, so let's move on to our segments. Uh, Nikki, what's the question segment called, baby? Now, can you do me a favor and read this question for me? Uh, there we go, right there. The what? Merry Christmas, guys. I have a fairly simple question. I'm a single mom and an eight with an eight-year-old, and he's a mama's boy, and I have no issue with that. His dad has been locked up since he was three, and I have no clue how to raise a man. My problem is he's spoiled. I do most of the house chores plus working two jobs. All I want to do is come home to a decently clean house, but I come home and he's playing video games. The garbage hasn't been took out, dishes and dishwasher, etc. I want to instill responsibility in my son without just throwing him all of them upon him. He's not a disobedient boy, but I still look at him as a baby and just want him to enjoy being a child, but I need some help. What chores should I start him doing, or what should I be doing to get him on the right track? Teresa. What? Shout out to Teresa. Shout out to you, Teresa. He's now, 
Oh, yeah, he's eight. You don't want him. Why he gotta be? I'm just saying. I mean, if you eight, if you if you home and your mother at work, two jobs, you can at least put the dishes in the dishwasher. Well, if I'm Something. eight and I'm home alone. My mom's at work. I don't know. Hey, I don't know their life. I'm just she saying. She wrote it to me. The last thing. <laughs> now, what responsibilities did you have at eight, if any? I don't even remember to be real with you. Was you Was you taking out trash? Was you? I mean, I might have been taking out the trash, cleaning up your room, cleaning and up my like room, vacuuming, yeah, yeah, sweeping like some that. shit. Yeah. Eight is like third grade. Okay, so yeah, definitely cleaning your own room and taking out the trash. Not so much washing the dishes, though. You know what I'm saying? So I, I say, you know, if she's listening, because he's eight, he's it's still time to change, and he's not too set in his ways. Mm-hmm. So she needs to start off with one responsibility. One. You know, homework, definitely, mm-hmm. and then maybe just taking out the trash. At eight years old, you can't expect him to have the whole kitchen clean. Right. I feel like so, said dishwasher... <laughs> Trash. She she yeah. she want a man. I, I, yeah, I think she want a man in the house so bad. It was like, yo, this is the only man I got around me, so I got to put this responsibility on somebody. I don't think she gonna have a nigga just raking leaves and shoveling snow and right. washing dishes and like clean the whole house and shit. But he got to do something. I know my sister had suggested something like, if he's so much into video games, like let him design his own video game. You know what I'm saying? Like in the sense of. That's not helping the house, though. Well, I mean, I know that's not helping the house, but to get him right, because obviously she need a man, right? Yeah, to right. Do all like, that shit. Your man you know locked up. You don't know when he coming home, right? Baby. You need. That's why she threw that in. Yeah, like, but, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like for him personally, like get him to design his own video game, and then get him into something that he can like get his mind wrapped around, so that as he grows, he can he can you know start focusing on that. You know what I mean? That, that, I yeah. mean to me, that's a a decent idea as far as, you know what I'm saying, what an eight-year-old should be trying to do. I think more you know so she just worried about the house. She not worried about the extracurricular. She like, all right, so I come home. He ain't really uh, doing that I mean, productive. He ate. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's like, what I'm saying. She needs somebody Yo, there with him. I'm you know talking she from another point of view. Yeah. I'm agreeing with y'all. This nigga ate. Yeah, right. What you expect your eight-year-old I, I to do? Like, right, I feel right. like um she should put, put up, you know, expectations on the wall or a checklist or something, you know, things that you should do or could do while I'm not here. Um, that can give him a visual of things that he could be doing or things that she would that he that is expected of him. Because if you thrust everything and the chores upon him, he's gonna be like, ah, I don't wanna do it. It's gonna cause the issue as opposed to laying it out like this is what I would like for you to do. And he can instill some type of reward system or um or what do you call like that? Reward. Not no re- reward. not reward, but like <laughs> Good a job. Um, thank you. That's it. <laughs> yeah, well thank you. Appreciate too, you, but, son. At least, because you want, he's still, again, he's eight and he doesn't have that figure. He still wants to feel like he's valid, he's getting something for his hard work. I mean, that's, I'm just saying, because I mean, the incentive or something, or I don't know. I give don't him know. some money. You know yeah, what I'm like saying? Something let him buy his own video games. And when he want a new video game that come out, let him buy it, you know what I'm saying, himself with the money that you give him. Like, you know like some saying? type of value. Like, right. give him something to look forward to. So basically, she needed to reward him for doing stuff. Not necessarily stuff, right. stuff that needs to be done. Well, look, positive it, reinforcement. That's what I'm trying to say. Some is, type of positive reinforcement. These responsibilities should get him the video game, right? And, and reinforcing and they're saying to him, "Look, I'm getting you this video game, but I'm getting you this video game because, because. you took care of your homework and you took out the garbage. You were responsible." Mm-hmm. So for single mothers, 
instilling those values is very important. Yeah. Because when a man comes along, or let's say you get a man, you get a husband. Word. Now, he's not going to sit there and let you just sit around. And if you've let him sit around a long time, now that man has a problem that you created. Right. And right, at the right. end, you may protect. So I think she has to instill some sort of work ethic mm-hmm. in him now. Yeah. He's eight. So he hasn't, you can't say that he's developed. He's ha- if he was like 13, 14. Then, yeah, know, then I get it. Like, all right, nigga, you got to do problem, something. Because yeah. he's coming home, mm-hmm. he's sitting down, and he's sitting with the dishes piling up. And right. you mentioned, you know, when a man comes back into his life or around, all right, so if he has it in his mind already that he's doing this work and there's something positive coming out of it and he earned it, he's feeling, you know, that his he's doing something valuable. If this guy wants to come in and, you know, make himself comfortable, is it, it's a system set up already where he doesn't, he's not going to feel like he's bossing him around or throwing yeah. his weight around. It's already a system in progress. Like, if he could just add to it, add to the system instead of coming in and... I'm shaking things up like, oh, you're not my dad or or you are my dad, but where you been? No, just let's talk about the business yep. aspect of everything. Yeah. The emotional stuff will come after. Yep. I mean, if you live on the East Coast, give them the shoveling snow. <laughs> when, the, <laughs> when the leaves start falling, have them raking leaves. Mm-hmm. Just put the dishes in the dishwasher. Give them one chore at a time, and then as he grows in age, I guess, or until you get a man or some shit, I don't know, baby. Just give him one responsibility at a time. You're just going to have to suck it up, or you're going to have to get a man because uh, I don't know how much an eight-year-old can do. Around the house, I mean, my, Keep son, it simple. my son is ten, and he his responsibilities is taking out the garbage or doing the dishwasher. And when it snows, you know what I'm saying. We Get might outside. we might make him go outside and 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 shovel the shovel the snow, or we might make him you know what I'm saying go across the street and help the lady across the street mm. shovel her uh, driveway. So. You know what I'm saying? That's all right. positive shit that, you know what I'm saying, a 10-year-old needs to be doing. Right. Like like he said, keep it simple. Keep like, it simple, like right. Like you're doing a good job with the dishwasher and the, the, the trash. Word. Word. Hope we helped y'all, baby. All right, so uh, shout outs. Y'all got any shout outs for the new year? Anybody? Anybody? Anything? Shout outs to the universe and love. Universe, star okay. child, cool. What you ask? <laughs> shout out to everybody, man. Uh, Shout out to Ken Tuccio. Uh, Ken Tuccio is a friend of the podcast. Uh, he has a radio show now on 95.6 or something, The Fox. Uh, he just started that. And also he has a TV show debuting, debuting on WTNH on January 26th, the local drinking show. That's during Aquarius season, by the way. So, okay. Um, Aquarius what? season? Mm-hmm. That's my season. Oh, God! <laughs> That's Man, we really starting off with this yeah. shit already. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> When's your birthday? January 23rd. What? Yep. You better, uh, 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 uh,
right now Bridgeport is great. It hasn't we haven't seen anything like this in a long time. A long so time. it's it's really good to see that type of energy. So Word. shout out to them. Shout out to anybody you, know? you guys moving and making your dreams come true. And yeah, shout out to uh Just Right Studios because they all yeah. be over there all the time. You know what I mean? Word. Yeah. Shout out to Professional Ace. Word. Shout, shout out, to, out to Mojo Crack Cookers. Keep it Word. moving. Yeah, we got Mojo, Mojo on the I show. Think that shooters too. Yeah, it might be. Uh, but them four brothers been working hard Word. for a while now. I like I know Brillo been rapping since I was in high school. I was what like oh two something like that. And see that brother finally get some shine is like kind of rewarding. Like Bridgeport really needs something like that. But shout out to everybody out there doing their thing. And shout out to everybody that's nice Do and, it. and doing their thing. Because yeah. there's a lot of garbage yeah. ass niggas. Y'all, y'all niggas putting in a lot of work, but y'all, y'all bars ain't matching up to y'all work ethic. And one, we gotta shout out Annoy too, because it's been a big putting on for the for the yeah. for the state. Uh, Annoy has been a major, major year for him. Whoa, whoa. And um I'm Connecticut Against the World's one of the first platforms that broke Annoyed. Mm. Um, the DVD, we had him on there in 2010. Right. And um, even back then, I felt like he had what it took. He had the talent. So shout out to him because it's been a big year shout for Connecticut to artists. Yes. And tonight the, it's going down the um, Connecticut versus New York. Wow. Oh, that's going on with tonight. With Drewski and... Uh, G Money, shout out to MAR, mm. Ty Henney. Ty Henney. Ty Henney also had a strong. I mean, he's been consistent. Danny Evans on you know, that for a while. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So by the time this come out, that'll be already passed. But you know, shout out to them brothers represent for Connecticut real quick Where? one time. Yeah. Um, let's see. Any other shout outs? Um, I ain't really got shit. Yeah. Shout out to everybody doing anything. Hope everybody has a. Uh, very prosperous 2017. Yep. Everything is looking on the up and up so far. Stay focused. Stay focused on your 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 desires, your ambitions, your positive energies, because they will manifest. You know. And shout out, you got. Have you guys had uh, had Dame Day, Dame and Day Day Bar? No. Nah. No. Um, he's been delivering the gourmet food. What? Yeah. Food? Major, major, major buzz going Man, on. You had me at, at hello. You said food. Food. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah. Word. Hello. Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> Where is that? Shout out to him. Yeah. All right. Now, unfortunately, we gotta get into the bullshit. Wow. So the segment that we call this can't this be life, right? Be life. <laughs> nah, it's so not. So we talking about rappers. We talking about shit. And now we gotta talk about Soldier Boy and Chris yeah. Brown. Oh man. Bruce and Brown. the bullshit. Bruce Brown. <laughs> Bombed Bruce Brown. In. We all up in there now. <laughs> Soldier Boy and Chris Brown are scheduled to fight, I think, two months from now in a three-round bout that's going to be on pay-per-view. Spare sponsored me. by uh, Mayweather Productions. And I don't know what the... Like, I don't want. I don't want to say drugs are playing a big part in this. What? But Let's talk about something it. Something is wrong right. mentally with these it. brothers. Let's just like, talk about it. <laughs> Soldier Boy is the biggest clown nigga I've seen in a long time. First of all, you claiming Compton, Bompton. Nigga, you're from down south. You're from Mississippi. How the fuck is you claiming a hood you ain't even from? Why you want to be hard so bad? Why do you want to be in a gang so fucking bad? What are y'all thoughts? First of all, what are y'all thoughts on Soldier Boy? 
in this whole. Well, I mean, ain't you... Chris Brown claiming the same shit though. Yeah, but he ain't as online. He ain't as viral as Soldier Boy. Like Soldier Boy is a real fucking clown. Yo. I, I think a lot of these niggas is designer gang members. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it, how much it, it costs to get in a gang nowadays, baby? Evidently, it costs not too much because a lot of these <laughs> niggas is doing it. You know what I'm saying? Or it seems as though they're trying to do it. Yeah, right. Because he, I haven't heard of no real motherfuckers co-signing these niggas. I like, think they just want to co-sign something that be to, uh, something to feel affiliated with. Cause but why? You have all this money. You have all this opportunity. You want to fucking be a gangbanger? Yeah. I think it's a different mentality. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I mean, Soldier Boy is 25. He got a young <laughs> dumb nigga mentality. He he one of these new niggas. Wasn't he on one of them shows? Wasn't he? He was on Love and Hip Hop. New nigga. That's the that's the epitome of a new nigga. Uh, I think he I think he's reaching right now. That's what I feel like he's reaching. Like, but you know what you said earlier mm-hmm. about the drugs. Mm-hmm. I think we really have to talk about that when mm-hmm. we talk about Soldier Boy. Because mm-hmm. you remember it was about five years ago when the girl Cat Stacks. Yes, put out the video of the cocaine, the cocaine thing. So you figure it's been five years, and we know he always has the promethazine, right? He's sipping that regularly. Who knows what else he's doing? Mm-hmm. But he's doing his, all drugs. Yeah, his mind isn't right. He's it, not it, right at all. K two, and he's not crack heroin lean. And then not, and then and then Chris Brown. I mean, I hate to say it, but oh, Chris Brown been off. Level. He been off the wagon. The that nigga's fucked up, yeah, right? At all. And times. I feel like right, he's right. and then not to mention, I feel like Chris Brown has been going through a lot more emotionally than he's letting on. What the fuck is he going through? He listen. He, he been will. he been chasing the same girl for five years and, mm, and what? Like you don't know that. Like he he's you don't know what I feel like we don't know what literally goes on, but we do. We can see the pain in these people, you know, in their lifestyle and the way he they're talking. I I follow Chris Brown on not that it really matters, but I follow I follow him because it's like come on, Chris. I I appreciate Chris for his artistry and his ability to you know overcome his adversity, not influence it and. Dig in and just become it. Like you expect for a gang member to be sensible. Like I, really. well, he's not even. A, I don't see him as a gang. He's member. a full blood out here. Whatever. Gang, gang. Whatever I mean, y'all want to call here. it. From what he say, he yeah. a fool. Whatever he's a soldier boy and shot niggas. He got tattooed tears, but he put the Draco out on niggas. The Draco. The Draco. <laughs> so all I need is so all I need is tears Shout out to, to the Dracos. for people to think Listen, that I I can get a Sharpie right now and put tattoo. T- I can put tears on it right now. Don't mean shit. That's what I'm saying. None of this means this anything. Nigga Boy got three tears on. And I feel like what? it's all pro- I feel like it's all propaganda. There's something to talk about because at the end of the day, like who fucking cares if Chris Brown and Soldier Boy have a ring match? And is it that important to life? My thing is... I'm going to just laugh during that fight. Is niggas really going to be mad at the same shit three months from now that it's like really a fight? Because... It's right. not a fight. I mean, what is shit they, goes they, they on? They mad at each other over Karuchi? No. Yeah. Yo, it's, it's a, a lot Karuchi that bad to no, beef no, over? No, but me? it's not that. I, nah. I read, I read right. an article... <laughs> just making sure I ain't bugging. I read an article that there's a mutual... and There's a mutual party... That's not. It's not a female, and it's like um some dude that was in Chris Brown's camp and then was in Social Boy's camp because they were they were cool at one point. All these niggas is dick hoppers. Whoever got the most money, whoever can give you the best opportunity, that's the nigga I right. go with. And then you gotta watch who you you're running with because they go and talk shit, and then they put in, in one thing in another its ear, and then now it becomes disrespect. Now you're trying to disrespect me. Why are you trying to disrespect me? And then one thing leads to another, and now you know. You ain't shit. Let's find where it out. Where is the OGs and all this shit? What, meaning, like, where's all the real I think, blood gang members to I be like, I think Yo. Soldier Boy is definitely unreachable to Yo, an extent. Soldier Boy's gonna die. 
if he if, if, if he was the first celeb to die in 2017, I wouldn't be surprised. Did you get this? You see how Floyd was looking at him? And Yo, you could tell Floyd is trying to talk some sense into him. He was throwing shots while he was talking about him in the same yeah. room. <laughs> and um, Fifty tried to take Soldier Boy under his wing a long no, time ago. Fifty, 50 is the king of petty. He never tries to really help people. He but he, you remember, he, sees, he sees he sees an opportunity and he's he like, he tried to tell tell Soldier Boy stick to the young guy music. Mm. And Soldier Boy wanted to be more like a Gucci Mane type of dude, and he took a I shift in I his lifestyle. That. I think mm. I remember that. I think you need a dad, or something, a figure, somebody to look up to. And Floyd Mayweather, I'm not. He's not doesn't seem like the right person. Can't even read. <laughs> Yo, I was just you? about to say that he can't read. I mean, like, you know, take, might not be the nigga to look up to. Give a nigga a cat in the hat book and he's struggling. That's not the nigga you want to take cues from. The right? blind leading the, the blind. The, the, the exactly in the hate. <laughs> Hollywood. Yo. But on some real shit, who you got in a fight? Soldier Boy or Chris Brown? I'm taking Chris Brown. I'm taking Although the... it would be funny to see Chris Brown get his ass whooped by Soldier Boy. I'm taking the Did ropes. you see the videos of them niggas like practicing and, and yeah. punching and I shit? Did not. Soldier I did Boy, not. I saw Soldier Boys. I don't know if Chris, so, Chris Brown did one too. Yeah. I don't want but, to see it. But, so, but Chris Soulja Brown got like Boy a real was, trainer with like mitts and shit. Soldier like, Boy was doing a YMCA workout. Yo, for <laughs> real. Like, <Yeah>. yo. <laughs> That nigga on a trial membership workout. That nigga like, yo, you, you like the machines? Like, you want to sign up? <laughs> you sure? You sure oh, now? Lord. Like, just go like, like, this. like just young go boy, like this. don't put so much weight on it. You gonna hurt yourself? I got this. <laughs> but it's all, all, all like this is a real like Vegas thing. Like, it, like this is going like niggas are taking bets on this in Vegas. Like a three round fight, Chris Brown, Soldier Boy. Like I said, I mean, like I kind of like somebody... want Soldier Boy to get shot. It's, it's fucked Why? up. I kind of want him to get shot. Just so he can learn a lesson. Because no. he seemed like he need a good, hard he, lesson. He's he need, one of those Where the guys. fuck is A-Rab in all of this, show? Where's his boy? Remember the nigga he started but with? he dropped A-Rab. I know, but he need yeah. to come back. He need to humble this Somebody, nigga. Somebody. Yeah. Somebody need to humble this nigga. Oh, you saw he mentioned A-R-Rab. A-R-Rab. I think he said A-Rab was with him when he did the... Uh, oh, you when he did the bow, the, bow, <laughs> bow, 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 bow. <laughs> and a, what are these stories? Had a six-shooter. Shot a nigga seven times. Bow, bow. just talking about the bullshit, too, yo. Pulled the nigga mask off. It was my grandmother. I don't said, know. I feel bow, like this is not bow, good for cult- this again. is not good for the culture. It's just not good at all. Yo, this, is, this, is, this is making gang culture hip hop look like a fucking joke. Like you see why white people be looking at us laughing. Like, huh, look at these crazy niggas. I, I you know what? In all honesty, though, I think them niggas might be extorting those dudes. No shit. What the fuck? Yeah. You, the fuck you talking about? But, but but then we can't validate them as real gang members. They're then not, they're just nothing, getting extorted. They're not even like, real. This must be some real point. small hood in Compton, like where it's just like they got ten members. Like yo, we gonna start again? Okay. And just, yeah, if you <laughs> it go might be, to it LA, might be certain sets too. Like what will possess you? Because I went to LA, and what will possess you to stop in Crenshaw, Compton, mm-hmm. or any of that? When you're in LA, and unless you got, you got a family dollars, there. yeah, like, can we go as far as to say it's all orchestrated? Mm. Like actors, like have it has you know, because. But uh, in in Chris Brown's case, what credibility does that actually give him? Like as an R and B singer, as a crooner, what credibility does that give you to actually join the Bloods? Like, what does that do? Like, it's it's not like you came from a really fucked up foundation. Like you had a mother. She took care of you, you did your thing, and then you moved out to L.A. What possessed you to join a gang? Street credibility. Soldier Boy just seemed like his situation was always fucked up. Like, he just got on the internet, made, cranked that, and just took the fuck off. Like, this nigga been rich since he was 15. Of course, he don't know how to act. So is Chris Brown. 
but like I said, he had a foundation though. Chris Brown had a foundation. Soldier Boy seemed like he ain't never had shit. Like he ain't never think, had like a son to fall back it's, on. It's the fake mentality that if you join a gang, suddenly that makes you real. You belong somewhere and they're looking for acceptance. But that's not even the thing that's in it right now. Most of the top rappers right now are the calmest motherfuckers ever. Kendrick, Cole, Chance. Calmest motherfuckers. Well, no is fucking... still affiliated with No, he just from somebody. there. He cool with niggas. He ain't in the shit. He, he just True, know niggas that do the shit. But Top Dog is what? Top Dog, I thought Hey, was Top a... Dog know people. I don't know. I'm not speaking about That's that. That's what name. I'm saying. But like, I'm just saying. I'm not speaking on him that respectfully. Nigga, I, no, no, I'm just saying. I, I don't want no problem with Top Dog. But yeah, I don't want no problem Kendrick, with nobody. Kendrick from Real Compton. Even Soldier Boy. He shoot he, niggas. Bow. He got a whole drinker <laughs> with a 30 clip, nigga. I shoot niggas. Bow. <laughs> bow. <laughs> I don't know, man. Is that the cool about shooting and acting like you're a shooter? I'm just saying. Unless you're nah. you're in behind the camera. At all. I shoot videos. <laughs> so I know. So I just shoot uh, that. Unless, CT shooters. Yeah. <laughs> Word. All this gang Bow. shit needs to stop, period. It's not cute. It's not cool. Word. We're trying to change the society, not... But you know what? We also got to look at what is gang culture now? Is gang culture really the same as... It used to be in menace of society where niggas was running around drive by shooting niggas. Um, Is well, gang I culture just one, one getting thing for artists? You know now it it's bloods and crips everywhere, right? So they can kind of move right city to city, state to state, right, a little right. more comfortably. And all of them niggas might not really be official, like yeah. Um, and the and the bad thing I think for Chris Brown. And the sad thing is that as an R&B artist, you don't even need... When you're at his level, right. you don't even really need that type of protection. Right. You know? Right, right. And Soldier Boy, one major point that they made on Vlad TV was that Soldier Boy came in the game off Lion. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I think I think been fronting his whole career. Right, right. What he would do to get his videos popular was put him under artists that were popping names. Yeah, he like like oh, he, like, like he'll put like... Like he'll he'll make a song that he'll name it like in the club, but then when you download the shit on like uh, um what's them like Napster or some shit like right, Kazaa right, some right. shit, yeah. like it'll it'll pop up as in the club, but then you listen to the shit and it's Soldier Boy, yeah. like like he, his whole career just been based off lying. His chains is fake. His personality is just right. nigga need help, and nobody wants to help these brother. But Everybody want to make a dollar off him. Don't nobody want to help him. And playing with the gangster thing is is really dangerous because you see. These street dudes are looking to use somebody that's not really street to right. pop off what they have going in every situation, even with Ross with the GDs. Right. They were yeah. surrounding him, and then all of a sudden, the rapper comes out the background. Mm. Right. You know, so right. everybody's looking to <laughs> use... Big Meech. Yeah, <laughs> even the dude who... Uh, Push soldier ball when big soldier ain't from the hood. Yeah, the fuck off, man. He's a rapper now. Yo, mm. you know what I'm saying? So if you play around in the streets, they're always looking to use you not having street credibility to pop off what they having with Instagram, with Snapchat, with Facebook Live. It's real easy to expose people that aren't, you know, gangsters. So Soldier Boy, I think he's gonna have to figure it out real quick. You gotta get shot. That's not the necessary. And he already ending. got robbed. He got to get shot, No, he doesn't. He got robbed. He got... Remember they robbed him at gunpoint? Anybody get robbed. But no, they went in his house. Somebody need to... No, he doesn't need to be shot. He needs to be shot. I ain't talking about, like, fatal. I'm just saying, like, a good one, just bow, shoulder, ass, He's going to try to act like Tupac if he gets shot and survive. He won't learn. Like, what what, what did he say on one track? Like, 
you get shot and it, something along the lines of you, if you get shot, you're going to act like you hard because you survived it. And now you get more credibility off of the fact that you've been shot. Look, 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 look. So if you ain't dead, then it really ain't helping you. You know what I'm saying? Because now, look look at Troy Ave. He didn't got shot, what, three times now? But Troy Ave got it coming, though. How do you you know he got it coming? No, yo, every, nobody likes Troy Ave. Like, nobody. It's a lot of motherfuckers that don't like Troy Ave. Nobody likes fucking Soldier Boy. Who likes Soldier Boy? Which is why... If he dies this year, no, no, be, I'm not wishing I'm, it I'm upon him. On this beat. No, Domino said, if Soldier Boy <laughs> was to get shot, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Soldier Boy was to get shot this year. I don't pray it to be fatal, but I just hope the brother learned a lesson. Now, are we done with Soldier Boy? We're Chris definitely Brown? done with that. Cool, we done with that. All right, so because we uh, missed last week's show, we didn't get a chance to talk about 2016 as a whole. And the resolutions that we got in uh, 2017 and also goals. So what's one thing that we need to leave in 2016? Like, what's one fucking thing was like, yo, that's done, that's over with, it's been overdone, leave that shit there. These motherfuckers on Instagram with them flowers around their head. The filters. And the dogs and all of that. Nah, not for nothing. That should be making chicks look cute. (laughs) <laughs> like, I, I don't know what it is about that dog shit. It makes chicks look like really fucking pretty as shit. Like, they could be Because ugly you like to call them bitches. So that they dress like them, it makes them more bitchy. Maybe I'm, I'm just mean, saying it's a speculation. If you put the dog filter on, what you expect? I'm just saying, you know, that's your type. So it, it might just stop saying that. We need to leave that in 2016. I'm a fucking type. What? If, what? I don't like bitches. I ain't got no type. <laughs> Bad bitches is the only. <laughs> Extra fried chicken is the only thing yeah. I like. Um, uh, what we need to leave in 2016? Um, we need to these... leave. What? Go ahead. I'm... I think these internet comedians that be wearing wigs and shit to be funny. Nah, you you know what? We gotta like, leave them all yeah. the way into like you don't yeah. need to, like half of y'all ain't even funny, but with the wig you just look wild. Just stop the wig shit. Just come up with some jokes with some material, some original skits. The wig shit is done. Please stop the wig shit. I agree. Uh the mm. Kermit meme. We can leave his tea, we can leave his hoodie, we can leave that in 2016. <laughs> The hoodie uh, shit was funny though. It was funny. It was funny. But when everybody catch on to it, then it's not funny. Then you got whack people making jokes about it and it's not funny. You kind of kill the whole shit. Um, let's see. What what about you, Nikki? What 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 do we need to leave in 2016? What what trend don't you like? The ego. Ego of what? Just individuals' egos. Leave that in 2016. Because as we manifest greater for ourselves, we need to manifest more positivity for our communities. Power to the people. From an individual level, egos is not going nowhere because that shit trans- nah, it's not. transcends years. <laughs> yeah, niggas well, think niggas gonna think they the shit forever. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and ever that's that's one way to look at it. But at the same time, yeah, we might need we might not get rid of the ego entirely. But it's I feel like we can level it down a little bit so that we can all elevate. What about you, Burn? What you think that we need to leave in last year? Man. Well, you you touched on one. I I feel like. You know the comedians with the wigs. Niggas People like need bitches. to stop focus focusing on haters. That's mm-hmm. another thing we need to leave behind. That negative energy. You know? And and ladies need to stop uh, putting it out there that they're single on Facebook and and you know insinuating it through their posts. You know what I'm talking about? How else are you gonna know to hit up the lonely hoes unless you unless they put out that they lonely? <laughs> the, the the lonely hoes gotta let you know they lonely, so you can it's, hop in well, the inbox. You know what? I bet it's. it's <laughs> It's, I mean, it's a bad you, call. You, <laughs> ain't, you ain't got that problem. You made yeah. it. But 
Nigga like me, I like to hop in the inbox every now and then. Hey, what's going on with you, baby? You all right? You cool? Hop in the inbox at a rampant rate this year. <laughs> People not a flying fuck about nothing. Okay. Hey, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that too. I mean, but I would like to know, um, why? Why should they not insinuate well, that they're I don't available? Think so I don't well, what I'm saying is using Facebook as your soundboard to kind of express what you're feeling or or that kind of thing or putting your business out there that way in terms of relationships or what you don't want or what you're not going to deal with or talking about a man subliminally straight out there on Facebook. I can't stand them. Like some of you hoes need an actual like written diary and not Facebook. Like y'all need to put your phones down, throw them bitches across the room. Get an actual diary and write down your thoughts or something. I can agree I with that. I can agree with that. There, there, is really some, there are certain much. things that you don't have to say. Like, people be sharing too goddamn much. I be like, all right, I'm going to just... I ain't going to unfriend you, but I'm going to unfollow you so I don't see none of this shit. It's to the point where I'm, I'm, I am I'm, feel like I'm about to get off of fucking yo, Facebook, Instagram, all of that. That like, was one of my New Year's resolutions. I was like, yo, I got to use social media less because I'm really right. tired of seeing all the shit that females is doing I'm, I'm specifically. T- like, specific. Specifically specific. females. Well, okay, like, let's, let's um, let them know. I'm tired of seeing the half-naked chicks on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of seeing the same chicks with the flat tummy tees selling the... I'm, t- I'm just tired of seeing it. Like, I'm tired of seeing the What BS. would you guys rather see? That's why I'm unfollowing a lot of chicks, and I'm following like artistic. Like I'm following people that do art, that do music, creative, like create. Exactly, I'm, I'm like, following like... creative people. Like I, I mean, I'm not gonna unfollow Tahiri. She gotta stay. I, I, no, I even unfollowed her. I'm gonna keep it real. I gotta follow since Santana. She gotta stay. I even just unfollowed for cult- her for cultural purposes only. She gotta I even stay. Followed her. Oh, yeah. I, I like to follow people that that have a real message. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like shout out to um. What's this chick? Uh, the she's inspired. She inspired. Movie. Yeah, she be having. She mad be having quotes. real shit that like you, re- well, me, I relate to. Like, mm-hmm. go ahead, girl. You know what I'm saying like, yeah, like, like, speak <laughs> some real shit. Don't don't get out here with the fucking flower filter around your head and the dog filter licking the screen and shit. I, I that shit bothers me. It does. Or the chicks that just sit there muscle. on the fucking. Thing Yo, I just, hate the angle right, shit. The angle shit. I hate shit, the like looking at looking. your feet while you taping. Like, I, y'all be doing mad. You know y'all y'all just want to be I seen, yo. Man. I hate chicks that I, just want to be seen. It, or the chicks that like they they purposely put ass shots up. You know what I'm saying? And yo, what you like, gotta do is you gotta start asking them, like, yo, how much? Like, you gotta start just like <laughs> like just throwing just throwing wild shit out there. Be like, what? What that's disrespectful though. She's not. But you ad- is, no, but you, you no, you're, no, you are like. advertising something, and I'm asking how much. What are you selling? Would be a better, you know. She's advertising ass, so I'm asking how much, and then if she come back with someone like, no, you're advertising this, so I'm asking how much for it. What if in her eyes she's not advertising? If you just if you but what ask, is she, but what is she doing? Ask but, her what she's no, doing. No, if she got a whole, if you scroll and then she'll down have that to bitch, think about it, and then comes and it's nothing but body shots. I'm asking. I'm not serious, but it's just to be like, yo. But that's rude. Give a damn. It is. I'm sure. I don't, I don't care. I don't care Listen, if a chick blocked Trump me. Trump is president. Me. He disrespected half the country and still won. Mm-hmm. So he wants a nigger navy. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? You ain't you ain't see that on uh, Yahoo News? No, what happened? Somebody put a post up, um, something about Donald Trump wants a bigger navy. But you know how like the B is right next to the mm-hmm. N. So somebody put nigger navy and posted this shit. <laughs> Shit was posted for like 20 minutes. Like nobody caught the shit. Everybody was like, nigger navy? All right, cool. Then like it's just up there. Like you think it's gonna be down like the next two minutes. It's up there for like a cool half hour. 
Mm-mm. We at the point where, where, where we believe any damn thing he say as far as with, when it comes to disrespectful shit. So. How the fuck are we going to talk about Rude and Trump was our president? This nigga say what the fuck you want to say. It's so rude. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's you, so rude. It doesn't make it it's right. It's to the point where we can say all types of rude shit. Like, this is the unpolitically but, correct era. I'm not approaching people seriously. I'm not going to actually buy it if she give me a price or some shit. Like, <laughs> Hell no. I ain't spending my hard-earned no, money on no hoes. no pussy. <laughs> fuck out of here. I don't know. It seems questionable to me. Throw your ass some Monopoly money. (laughs) You know, one other thing Mm -hmm. we got to get rid of, too. I think too many people are trying to be motivational speakers. Mm. And it's become like a new hustle. Everybody's fake deep. (laughs) Yeah, and... um, Yeah, it's annoying. Because then I can't be who I am. Exactly. (laughs) Now you're like you're following the crowd. Yeah, Yeah. One of my mentors told me, um, Jeff Johnson, who worked for BET, he said... He said... Guys come up to him, young dudes like, yo, I want to do what you're doing, motivational speaking. And he was like, look, people don't hire me to do motivational speaking. Mm. They hire me to talk about what I'm doing. Mm. So I'm just talking about the projects and community work that I'm actually doing. That's what I'm coming to places for. Get yourself some business to talk about. People, you can't get out here. Like, I... You can't get out here and not be doing nothing mm. and make up a bunch of motivational quotes to right. try to get people going. It, right. It's not like you a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be a motivational coach if you're not doing nothing major. Right. You know, so that's a major trend. You see people all the time. And I'm like, all right, you coming up with all these quotes, you're cheerleading mm. us, but what you got going? What are you right. showing me right but, now? Yeah, well, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, I was going to say, like, a lot of people that, that be making these quotes and doing doing all this inspirational shit are hypocrites themselves. I forgot what the dude's name was. Um, He one of them, like, he like he send quotes to women all the time. Like, oh, you're beautiful. You're Tony Gaskins? One, it's, it's one of them dudes. And, uh, like, he's he, he, he talking all this love shit and, like, you a queen, but, but then you cheating on your wife and you about to get divorced. Like, it's like... My nigga, like your, your story's matching up. Alibis ain't call me. It's to the point where I'm looking at this shit. Like all of us can't be in the spotlight. All of nah. us can't like to say to to go off of what you were saying. It's yeah. like all of us can't be fucking top of the level. You everybody know what I'm ain't Martin like, Luther. Everybody ain't the motivational. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes like, you got to be Rose. Some of us got down, to be right? like just family people, like that just yeah. make some money. And take our take care of our family. Be Rosa. And, and, sit your and ass it. down. And, you know what I'm saying? It's like right? everybody you know, can't be Martin. Everybody, you know, I don't know. I just I just feel like on this on this <coughs> social media shit, you see it all the time. Like people just, oh, I'm doing this, oh, I'm doing that, and it's it's cool. Like I'm not hating on nobody, but like I feel like if you're not making money off of shit. And it's just a hobby. I, I saw you post that shit. You like, yo, saying? if like, you ain't making money off of this, if you a hobby. ain't making money off of this shit, then it's just a hobby. Well, like, the, so and the problem, you can't make motivational speaking your 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 hustle or your right. work. Right, right. Everybody right. that's coming out to motivate people are actually doing something. Right. Like like Puff can be a motivational speaker based on the work that he's doing. Work. And he's coming to speak. Word. So a lot of people looking are looking at this as their new source of income. income yeah. And speaking is a gift. Everybody cannot get up mm-hmm. there and do it. You when ain't you no hear, orator. Nah, when you hear <laughs> some of the great orators, you hear Umar Johnson speak, he has a gift. Mm. And a lot of people want that. But if that's not your gift, you need to figure out what your gift is. Your gift. And then a lot of times... People want to listen to somebody that has like clout, that has respect. It's a lot of motherfuckers talking that ain't never been through shit. They just 
That's it. They issue. just they just copy and paste and shit. Like it's like like it's it's a lot of copy and paste people out here on, on yeah. Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna take this quote and I'm gonna seem like I know what the fuck yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. But and then, even in, in ideal in ideal vampire idea of vampires too, because they'll go and search and be like, oh, I like the way that sounds. I like that way that feels. And they be like, oh, let me go and say something. No one good. Well, they don't feel you don't what feel they that. feel that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, all right, the originator of that feeling is being overshadowed by this. It's not you, Duke. Is is this, this false persona? I think social media breeds that shit though. Yeah, because it, it like, I mean, it, it, it's it's thrown in your face, and it's like, oh, this sounds good. Let me take it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I there's just, a there's a that, need to be accepted that I hate on fucking social. And media. that's the point where I'm at with social media. It's like, yo, this shit is whack. Like, no, like no, like no offense to anybody. No, nah. it's mad podcast popping up out of nowhere. Right. I'm like, yo. Everybody ain't built for this shit. It's it's hard to get here, create content, get to the fucking studio every week, put on a good show, and like y'all motherfuckers just want to do it. Like podcast is like the new mixtape. Like it's like everybody got one because everybody has something to say. Everybody feels like they but have don't, something. To everybody say. don't give a fuck what people got to say though. Yeah, I mean, true. shout out to our listeners though. Because <laughs> for some reason y'all fuck with us. But. I feel like you know we should all we should we all have a purpose, but sometimes your purpose ain't somebody else's purpose that you're looking at. Word. And the purpose look and, a little and, deeper. And, and, and sometimes the purpose ain't always to be in everybody's face. Like mm-hmm. your purpose might just be to raise support your, the motherfucker or like do do what you do in the privacy of your own home, mm-hmm. like. Not not and I'm and and this is gonna sound like some hater shit, but like it's 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 not. When the fuck do we care about being politically hey, correct on this show? You know, I do about, care man? because I don't I don't want to knock nobody's hustles. I don't want to knock nobody's hustles. You know Everybody got a dream, but some of y'all like, dreams is know your is, place in your in your avenue. Some of y'all gotta wake up from y'all dreams. Right. Yeah. I, I just be seeing so many people like, yo, I'm about to I'm about to start I'm about a clothing to do this, line. I'm about to I'm about to I'm about to do makeup. I'm about to but at the same time, right. it is that time where we have we. Ha- I'm just saying, you know, we have to. We do have to find our niche. We have a niche. There's a way for you Word. to prosper. Just don't look for. Don't look to take from somebody else's avenue. Word. Build your own avenue. You don't. Ha- you could think outside and inside the box. Can you imagine when Martin Luther King was alive? If it was 500 other niggas who was like, "I have a dream." Yo. It wouldn't have been as powerful if 500 other but niggas yeah, came out and was like, I have a dream. Same. It's not the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have yo, a revelation. On, man. I have an idea. I but, have a thought. You know, <laughs> and the separator is the price he had to pay. Right. And a lot of people don't really want to pay the price mm-hmm. that y'all pay right. to build what you have. They, mm. just, they want to jump in. They just want to jump in and just be like, yeah. hey, yo, podcast the new thing. I want to I want to start a podcast. But it's, hey. it's like that with everything. What I swear to God, when I was making beats, I felt like everybody, everybody was making beats. Was now, making beats. Now, and now I feel like yo, now we, we do no this podcast sh- no shit. No shots to nobody. I feel and like, there's no shots. I feel I'm like everybody want to be a photographer. All chicks want to do makeup. All y'all want to do you. hair. All everybody y'all want to do a clothing do. line. Everybody wants to be a unicorn. Like, yo, everybody can't do the shit. <laughs> everybody like, can't do like, this shit. You can support like, yo. this shit. You can you can be the man. You can be the man behind the man. Get the fuck out <laughs> my <laughs> lane. Yo, yo, exactly. Like yo, yo, relax. Right. <laughs> Chill. Fall back. Let the real niggas do this. Shit. I yeah, think. I think. Stop. And and not for nothing. Um, in order for you to find your purpose, start reading. Just go read a Word. book. Go read a book. Go go research it. But it's I mean, read a book. This shit find something to read. This shit blends the lot. Like like hip hop is the same way. Like how many niggas is not really studying greats? They just coming on the mic. Oh, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody. Like are you really doing it? Or are you mm. just pretending? The sad thing with with a lot of hip hop 
it, it's to the point where there's not a lot of musicianship Word. in the process. There's and not there's a lot not of musicians a, at all. Yeah, it's no, it, it's it's becoming less of an art form. Word. Like, yeah. you know, and then, and like that episode of Insecure when she was in the studio and he was like, "How many you did?" Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's monotonous. Right. It's Word. monotonous. How many bitches you fuck? How many rides you got? Shut up. How many blunts you smoked yeah, in the last right. two minutes? But back to 2016. So I want to ask y'all, what's the best album that came out in 2016 to y'all? <laughs> you fucking serious? Like you, you dead ass? I mean, what? me personally, I'm gonna go with J Cole, man. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? It was either that or uh, um, or J. Cole. Are we talking hip-hop? We talking we, music. Well, I'm talking hip-hop, but music-wise... I'm talking I, music. I did, I, personally, I love fucking Weekend's album. Starboy. He's an Aquarius, by the way. I've not, okay. Word. Okay, we... we, we <laughs> Word. I haven't I have listened so to Starboy. So is J. Cole, by the way. <laughs> I, I haven't listened to Starboy yet. I plan on it, but... He's a Starboy. That shit is dope. That I, I mean, gotta, like that shit is dope. I, like I'm like I like weekend music, but I'm not like the nigga that like runs to it. Like so I'm not come even. Out, like, so Drake like, bombs 2016. Drake, yeah. Drake bombs 2016. Oh, yeah. not, not well. Views from, album album wise, yes. Yeah. Single wise, never. Kanye like, West didn't, yeah. didn't do his thing 2016. He didn't have the best album. He I, I, had Chance, a wasn't a great. He had a he had a top. He had a Chance top ten had album. some shit. Chance, Chance had a good album. Coloring book was a great album. Right, 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 right. Beyonce didn't do her thing in 2016. She definitely did. That's on a lot of Solange didn't do her thing. Yo, my my Solange might have been the best. My favorite album is Solange album. That's the best album to me. She had a good soul soul album. Common's album was strong. Music, hip hop wise. Um, common. I have to do that. Hip hop wise, fuck. I might have to say Chance. See, this I respect that. I might have to say Chance. As much as I love J Cole, this is my thing about his music. Please say something. It it comes and it goes so quick. Like to me, it's. I thought it was solid. You know, definitely a solid album. You know what I mean, but. With every J. Cole, the buzz is there, and then you don't hear nothing. After what, well, a well, month? Where are you trying to hear it from, though? You don't hear it from nowhere. But but, but you got to play I it yourself, it, my nigga. Like, nah, I'm saying. I mean, you can't really value an album by how many people are listening to it right. or posting and shit like that. I listen to it try to, I mean, I'm just, you know, and I respect Cole. I think this was a solid project. I think musically it was solid. I honestly like Coloring Book, right, right, better, right, right, right in terms right. of music, in right. terms of the transition, instrumentation, the and just like arrangements and shit right. like that. I respect that because yeah. that album was dope too. Yeah. But I just, I just really like that J Cole album. I'm trying yeah. to figure. There's somebody I feel like we missing. Though. Commons album was like, a great album too. Did we you missing. get a chance to hear that? Nah, I, didn't. I did not. Yeah, I did that was not. a great it's album. A, it's a lot of great albums that came Common. out. Um, Beyonce, uh, Solange, J Cole. That Kendrick got that Kendrick was got Pimple Butterfly. Nah, it was it was that the was, um, was, the Untitled yeah, joint that came out. Yeah. People, Untitled was ridiculous. Pe- pe- people talking about that like it's a like a. Oh shit! Like not that was like throwaway tracks. It was cool. Right. Like it's like that, it was cool. That'd have been a cool mixtape. I'm right. not paying for that, that shit. That was cool. That was a cool mixtape. I actually paid for that. So you guys, you, uh, you guys don't really mess with um Davies like that though. It was a solid. Nah, project. Dave, it yo, wasn't great. No, but it okay. Was, so Davies, underground wise, really dope. I fuck with Dave. Underground wise, yeah, yeah. He had the best album. Yeah, uh, the, like 
out of out of like bitches call me Don Pablo. Yo, Jake, no, I mean, Jake, Davey's got bars, yo. That's one yeah. nigga I fuck with. Like, yeah. Really? What about Nas? Nas didn't Nas's album nah, didn't he, come out yet. Yo, nah, DJ Khaled album. How you feel about? Do, I think uh, we, we, could, we could count that because as a compilation, uh, even incorporating all those artists. But you don't, yo. Some of the motherfuckers on that album had one had some of the best verses of the year. Yeah, that, he like, had moves Jake, with that Keys album. Nas, Nas album done. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. That Kendrick verse that was on there. Right. J. Cole had a song on there. Nicki Minaj, right. the, the Nicki Minaj Chris like Brown. That, and, that um, Kendrick verse was some shit. True. Indeed, like that big Sean verse was some shit too. Yeah. Who else? What was what was the I best? Don't know. So- I'm not a big fan of. What was the Sean best like song of 2016? A lot of one. See, that's that's a, hard. A, a, lot, a, lot, hard. a lot of one hits came out. Panda came out. Eh. I I can't choose one song. Migos. Was- I can't. Young and May. I think that um Ray Shrummer took the 2016. Black Beatles. Yeah, I think they took it. Cause they 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 hit a wave. They did a wave of. That was a major wave. That yeah. was a wave. Like, but but you don't feel like panda. Like yo, it's people and other. Like that's that's just a worldwide. Panda's a worldwide phenomenon. Mm. Like everybody was trying to. Everybody was singing that shit. Everybody was singing. Like I got panda balls in Atlanta. Was, hmm, what a float shit boat. But panda was some shit though. Like that would that would be my choice of like song of 2016 panda, but Black Beatles, then Migos came out that ring that bad and bougie shit. That bad that shit is fucking perfect. Like that's a perfect song. That's a perfect ignorant ass song just to listen to. Nobody's listening to that shit entirely. It's like the, it's like the first verse or like the first two verses. How does it was the, the older I get, I, I'm, I'm I'm realizing that it's hard for me to listen to certain yeah. ignorant music. Yeah. Ignorant. Like what? Are, what are you? What are you Certain subjecting yourself to? Like what are you enduring by listening to right. no substance? Do do we really need substance all the time? I mean, I do. I no, we're starting to feel no, like y'all you do. don't. Y'all, y'all, y'all full of shit. This shit. You full of shit. Even shit. some cut by no, Trillville, no, no. that's substance. No, it's what? what? Uchi Wally is substance. Where? <laughs> well, but basically. Wait, hold up. What? Yo, 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 yeah. Like, she just went way left. Like, Uchi Wally got substance. It's substance because they're talking about, you fuck know. Fuck from behind it. Like, that's, a, that's lifestyle. No, no, I'm just, I'm just joking. Trillville with the fuck. Yeah, no, I'm, no. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. But yeah, I mean, we can't. I mean, you're right. We can't have substance. We can, but. We can, but. The, for entertainment not... purposes, I see where we. The stuff that doesn't make sense. Nigga, for every can. J. Cole, we need a Gucci man. Right. Like we can't, we can't, can't, we can't. I can't fuck with Gucci man at all. And Gucci is an Aquarius, by the way. Yo, Word. East Atlanta, Santa, you ain't hear that shit? I just, I, I, I can't. That shit was I, I fire, nigga. I, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't. I couldn't get into it. Either. Yeah, yeah. I, I just can't. Like, Maybe that's me. Like I could, I could I listen like, to Erica Badu, and I could listen to fucking Migos and shit. Like I, I'm just, I just I weird can't like do that. It. I guess Erica yeah. Badu came out with something this year Dumb. too. The phone, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that was a dope mix. That was a dope ass mixtape too. Yeah. That was a dope mix. Tina Shea, she's underrated. I can't fuck with Tina Shea either. She just looked good. She just looked good. Yeah, Why? She, she looked real good. Yeah, what was the most annoying she's an song? By the way, yo, that's yeah, like she, four. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. She got a fucking encyclopedia. Like, she got a roller decks in this shit. I'm just saying, we we stars. Uh, did you hear Drums album? Yo, that fucking al- Drum I was trying to tell this motherfucker to about. I, I think I, I brother, brother, Drum is a genius brother. to me. Brother, I, 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 is this the guy who did broccoli? Yes, 
But yo, I mean, you got to hear the instrumentation of the album. You got to hear like, but he didn't do the. He's not responsible for the instrument. Don't give me that shit. Fuck that. He's yo, not responsible for the instrumentation. Have you listened to Cha Cha? But did you hear the the lyrics, the writing of the song? Yo, it's you have to hear the album, yo. Yeah, he's, he's if you listen to Weekend Album, you gotta listen to fucking Drum I'll, Album. I'll listen. You have yeah. to listen. To, I'll listen with an open mind too. You can't be like, yo, it's not all ignorant music. Drum is talented. This nigga yeah. works with some of the biggest art. Like he works with Erica Badu, Chance the Rapper. You hear, yeah, Erica like, said, the roots. He's I did hear that. I did hear that he worked with all them people. Like yo, I just he. Can't, I can't get past certain shit. What did Erica say? She said he's a love child between D'Angelo and George Clinton. Like yo, he's dope. Yeah, What's his name? G, he's Drum. Drum. D R A M? Yeah. Yeah. It's D dot R dot D dot M dot. I'm going to look that up in common. Now, what was the most annoying song of 2016, you think? Panda. You got to give me a list because I can't even remember the whole year worth of music. I mean, you could just say anything Drake because that shit was played on the radio a thousand miles a minute. Nah. Drake has decent singles. I'll give him. Yeah, but that. when he on the fucking radio, a fifteen minutes, then it's like, all right, like, come on, like, ain't, ain't nothing I, I else. Even, up? I don't even. I, I hardly listen to the radio, so you it's know hard what? For me to even Young Trapping, why you what, Young Savage? No, you will not disrespect Twenty One Savage on this motherfucking podcast. <laughs> that, that will not be going down. What about Little Yachty, man? No, Little Yachty can go to fucking hell. Not, what was whole way to hell. Jesus Him and Soulja Boy go to hell right Demi, now. Damien come out. Hell, snap. I don't know. They got a red fucking perm. I don't want to hear nothing from. Um, worst song. What worst song? Whoa, most whoa, annoying whoa. song. Most annoying song. <sighs> I would have to say one dance. I need one. No, I needed one dance. No, it was cool the first. I feel like I didn't listen to that song. Long it was. Enough. It was cool the first month and a half. But I feel like that shit would grow on me if I listened to it enough. I'm just <laughs> saying, when you listen to the radio or you go to a party. And that shit plays on the radio. I don't do neither. If you if you listen to the radio in an hour, it'll it'll play at least three times. If you go to a club, that shit'll play at least two, three I hated times. One dance, to be honest with you. I hated that shit. But did fucking Hotline Bling come out last year? That was 2015. Yeah, that was like the end of 2015. Hotline Bling grew on me. Yeah, I, I, I hated that shit at first. At first, I was, I was like, like I still don't like it. This shit is crazy. Yeah, that shit was crazy <laughs> after a while. Crazy. <laughs> now, now that's 2017. Oh. What's y'all goals and resolutions for 2017? What do y'all hope to accomplish? Do y'all even have resolutions? Because I hate making resolutions. You know what? I don't do resolutions. I just tend to reflect on the past year mm. and say what I need to change for the new year coming up. Right. And as far as that, I mean, it's, it's so many things I feel like I need to change. Like, Would you it, like you to know, share, my brother? It, it, just, it just goes we, into... We family here. It just goes into the, the, the shit that we were saying about, like, if it ain't making money... Then what is it really? You know what I'm saying? You got Shout out to you drink got, cups. Right. I mean, you got things that that you do for hobby that you like to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that you have a passion for that you don't really care if it's making you money because you yeah. have a passion for it. Those things, cool. But like it, it hits a certain point where it's like you doing things and people not really, you know what I'm saying? It's like people using you up. Like like you had said something about vampires earlier. Mm-hmm. Like people use you to fuck up. Idea mm. vampires. You know what I'm saying? Well, idea vampires, and then you got like people that that are like vampires that just use you to fuck up. Energy vampires. Mm. Energy vampires that just take all your shine, and then when you used up and you tired, they they, they find they moving yeah, they, on. They it's like else. I'm just at the point where it's like, yo, man, if I'm not passionate about something. 
I don't want to do it no more. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You, you can't. Right. Mm-hmm. You you right, really right, can't, right. man. Mm. What about you, Nick? What's your goals or resolution um, for 2017? 2017, I just want to manifest what's whatever is best, you know, um, whether whatever that be for myself and my family. Just just thinking better each month. You know, I see each I see a month as a block of opportunity time. Um, that's in just keeping my mind the way I compartmentalize my mind. Um, so for 2017, the 12 months that I'm given, I just hope for each month that I accomplish something that makes myself proud and eventually makes my family better. Word. What so. you burn? Yeah. What you got? Well, you know, what happened with me in 2016, I wrote this list of stuff, mm. and I didn't do any of it. Right. And I was trying to, mm. but I did a whole other list of things mm. that I didn't have planned. So... It's changed my perspective in terms of trying to totally plan. Mm-hmm. But you really want to, you know, spiritually, you want to be in the place that God wants you to be mm-hmm. in terms of what your passion mm-hmm. is and what your strength is. Right. And I think getting to that place is what changed or made 2016 great because a bunch of stuff happened that I didn't plan, I didn't write down. Mm-hmm. Working so, on your faith. Yeah. So I think, you know, you really want to, if you can identify your strength and work in that area, give 100% daily, you just don't know what doors are open. Mm. Like, I didn't plan to do any politics. There's a a bunch of great things I didn't have planned. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's really difficult, but, you know, I think I'm in the area I need to be. And giving my energy there is, Mm -hmm. you know, the direction I need to be in. But it's so hard to really plan what's going to happen because there's doors that are miraculous that open up Mm. that you can't put on paper. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I still have my financial goals, where I want my credit score, how much money I want to save. Mm. And those were like my major goals. I didn't touch them, I'll be honest, but there were great things that I didn't expect God to do. That happened, you know. Right. So, and and in uh, speaking on that, it's almost like you gotta because God got a plan for you. That's the yeah. That you may not have a plan for yourself. You can exactly. plan all you want, you know but God got right. a whole different. God got a whole another plan that 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 I know, gotta you put you through this before you get here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And now, Phil, you know, it, there's more success if you're flexible towards that. I mean, That's you right. want to maintain your discipline. But you want to be available to be used, mm-hmm. you know, and to do yeah. something great, you know, in your community. Mm-hmm. Releasing to co- releasing the need to control circumstances and allow yeah. the mm. circumstances and allow, to exactly to happen exactly. so that you can choose what the next the best moment for your path, you know. Yep. Without trying to inter intervene so much. Word. Yeah, there was because that shit that shit gets depressing. Mm-hmm. Like, like when you try to plan so much, when you like write down a goal, or expectation, mm-hmm. and, and then you have shit so don't... many goals and expectations. Like, and I didn't plans. do that. Damn, and then yeah, the, the right. whole barrage like, of negativity. Yeah, it just comes in your life. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's facts. Like, so, so for 2017, in other words, stop setting oneself up for disappointment and failure, and allowing yourself to be flexible. Yeah, and, and that's why I feel like resolutions are so bottomless like mm. you you really got to be able to just reflect and grow on what you work on your state of mind work on you know your state of mind because when you build these resolutions oh i'm gonna lose 50 pounds by march people are like you know people what i'm saying don't, like it's, it's it's all about habits people are like they don't break habits well mm. so if you yeah. plan to lose weight 
but you've been eating like this for 10, 20 years. It's kind of hard to be like, all right, this year, this month, I'm going to start eating rice, start eating greens and shit like that. But then you go to the gym and then you got a cheat day four times out of a week. (laughs) Like, it don't really match up. Like, you going to the gym, but what are you really doing? Yeah. But I think everything is mental at the end of the day as well, where you have to come, you have to tell yourself that you're willing to do something different, not just because of the new year, just because of different life. Mm, So mentally you have to work on yourself instead of looking outside for a solution, work on inside first. And and stay the fuck off of social media because everybody have you convinced. Everybody they, have, have you convinced, convinced that, that you that they doing something that you ain't yeah. now. You looking exactly. at their life like, damn, I was supposed mm-hmm. to be doing that before them or some shit like that. I always that. say the fucking the the internet, <laughs> the social media is like the matrix. It is. You know what I'm saying? Like it's fucking rabbit it's hole bullshit. Once you get into that, everything is upside down, left is right, right, right. is left. You know what I'm saying? It's it's crazy. <laughs> Black is gray. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's crazy. Like you you get on there and people with relationships is perfect. Everybody's yep. life is perfect. I saw a post. I everybody's saw a post. everybody's business oh is perfect. Yes. And you looking I, at it like Damn, what am I doing wrong? Yeah, what the fuck am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? I, I saw Little do you know they eating fucking ramen, ramen noodles you know and they struggling saying? every like, night. They can't pay their rent know or some shit. And I'm eating fucking real, real <laughs> food. And I'm like, damn, damn what I'm like, the I'm hell? fucked up. I'm fucked up. What the fuck is but compare, did you make that I did? Go ahead, go ahead. Compare yourself last 2017. Word. Um, I was about to say, I saw a post that said, you know, you put all your happiness and relationship up in here. Mm. Um, but then you go ghost when it's when it's over. No, put yeah. all that up on here too. Because our relationship. Put now. all that hurt, put all that, that sorrow up that. on Facebook, boo. It's all by our, yourself it's all our on New Year's. <laughs> this shit is a reality yeah. TV show. Uh, this shit is mine too. Real what, life what happened? Show. What happened in episode twenty five? Yeah, <laughs> you was, like, you was no. good at episode three. Now you at thirty two. <laughs> like, what's going what's on really now? Good. And then you can't be mad when people all up in your business because you already put it up. Yo, what happened to such and such? Mind your business. The fuck you mean we on social? You've been posting every other pic of the nigga. Now your whole Instagram is just you and inspirational quotes. Like I don't need no. Nobody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my son is my man, bitch. Mm-mm. Shut up. <laughs> Shut the fuck out of here. Shut up. I hate that Why shit. Why she gotta be all that? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm. That's an. I gotta stop saying that word in 2017. I'm. I'm trying. I'm I think. I'm, I think I'm, it fits I'm, where it fits. Yeah, it fits it where it fits. fits but fits. I'm trying to get. A, I'm trying to get a more positive attitude 2017 because I've been getting like a lot of blessings so far. Like, and it ain't even Don't block like like, your like the whole month ain't even passed yet. It was like I'm getting calls. And That's a quote. Don't people, block your blessings being an asshole. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. people telling me like, yo, this this that and the third is good. I want you on my show and this and whatever. Word. So I'm like, yo, let me let me stay on this positive path. Let me just Word. keep my head down and just. But you see, that's stuff you can't plan. You, stuff you can't plan. Yo. But you could choose to orchestrate by yeah. choosing to be better than the last time mm-hmm. because you're putting that intention out there to do something different and grow. You're doing something different than the last time, so you don't have to keep going back. Mm. Choosing to be better. I don't know because to piggyback off of what you were saying, Vernon. Like, I had a lot of plans in 2016 that, like, I started, but then they fell by the wayside. Like, I didn't finish them at all. Like, it's yeah. like, they're like skeletons right now. It was like, I want to finish them, but it's just like, I get home from work and I'm tired. I got this to do. I got that to do. Like, I find excuses not to do something. So it's just like, I in 2017, I got to actually, like, push through and do what I set out to do and just get, I, I have to get my work ethic together. Basically, yeah. like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do something different in 2017. But Get so far, right. so good. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. I was invited to be on another radio show, and Woo-hoo. you know, I'm, you know, I'm trying to do something out here. 
Hit yeah. your mind right, 2017. Word. Now, Nicole. Nah, what's up? Now, you wanted to be like an intergalactic starship rebel. What, what? what were you talking about? Okay, so <laughs> what I wanted to talk about, or am going to talk about... What I am going to talk about is the intergalactic battle between being a transient being and a human being. Okay, what's that? And, well, we're living in a multitude of dimensions, and that is an, an, an inevitable fact. However, we want to ignore the, the the reality of it. And I say that to say that there are levels to life as there are levels to the space that we are residing in. We live on Earth, and above us is a mass amount of space, a mass amount of energy that we and we interact with on a daily basis that's a fact that we don't really participate or focus on um, in our daily life so the reason why I say that is because it has been hard to accept the reality that we are sentient we are sensitive beings we we emit energy we give off a vibe as well as we receive the vibe you've heard it plenty of times um yeah, but aren't we all transient beings exactly like, we're, we're we, all just we like, are like we're born we're here we're supposed to do dope shit and then we leave we ain't what like, is a transient a transient a transient. transient is like something like that's like that's not permanent it's like something that's always on the move or something like that it's like a something that moves from place to place which is what exactly we are we are we are beings residing in a physical body or spirits or whatever you want to call it but all i'm saying is it's the energy field basically we should be embracing our energy how we maintain our energy watching what we eat or watching the company we keep we hear it all the time you know birds of a feather flock together um you are what you eat um be careful who you hang with stuff like that because it's real um you can you can live with somebody for a certain amount of time and you start embodying those characteristics, you know. It's it's one of those things that I personally see on a on a on a consistent basis because I can feel something one way and then turn around and I meet somebody and I feel something totally different. Having the awareness that that is life and it's become the veil is becoming thinner where we have to pay attention to what we are interact interacting with on a daily basis what we're listening to what we're watching things that we are producing because other people can pick it up mm. just being aware of our our entire being right mind body and spirit and I want to talk about it because I just wanted to just throw that out there. Whoever's listening, I hope I catch at least one person. I might might not be articulating it correctly right now for you to understand, but at the same time, I just want you to know that life is a lot deeper than reality TV and the government and politics because the most the power the most power an individual can have is focused from the inside. Mm. And if you're not familiar with the inside and your own your own atmosphere, your own aura, then you you're gonna be blind to a lot of things that is coming your way, lessons and blessings. And I just feel like we should individually focus on our power, and that is knowing who you are and what makes you tick, what makes you go left, what makes you go right. Because life is gonna challenge us, and we just need to be be aware of what we're interacting with. You know what? Personally, I'm glad that we have in this conversation with you here because yeah. you seem to be a more like spiritually based person. That nigga's woke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah. so I mean, what are your thoughts on on on, on her soliloquy? Well, I, I, I think your direction, <clears throat> the direction of your life has to be guided by your spirit. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and when it's not, you're all over the place. Right. right. And, you know, I've seen it just in the things that have happened and how my life has transpired within the last year, being more spiritually conscious, mm -hmm. praying, 
and living righteously, you see yourself in the position and the place that you're sent here for. Mm -hmm. When you're in the space that you're sent here for, the way that things work for you are different. Right. You know what I mean? Your purpose is fulfilled. It, there's just doors that have opened up I didn't plan on, but I've been effective because this is the place that I was meant to be in. Mm -hmm. Right. And when you touch those places, it's um my dad, you know, as was a pastor and he studied the zeitgeist, which is something that Martin Luther King talked about when he was talking about being hit the, the zeitgeist mountain is is it, the it's, it's about time, space, and spirit meeting right. and, and it being almost a, a powerful realm that you enter right. where you do something phenomenal. Now, and that's the space that Dr. King talked about. It, he was a, it was a German philosopher right. who talked about right, spirit right, and right. time and historical things having to happen. Now, and you reach the point, and then I'll let you, but you reach the point where you reach the time and space in your life to where you're doing what you were supposed to do right. mm -hmm. and what has to happen, you know, for yourself and for the people around you. Mm -hmm. Now, where did that come from? Like, not to, not to like, put you on the spot the whole, or whatever. But well, like, there was a German philosopher, and when Martin Luther King was planning his movement, he studied the God's philosophy. And the God's philosophy basically was there certain historical events that have to happen. For the earth to shift yep. the way that it needs to. Mm -hmm. And and what I've experienced, there's just certain things that I've been a part of where I know, like, God, this is where you wanted me to yep. be at this time and space. Then you it's, know? it's that alignment. Yeah. And and that's those are places you want to be, you know, um, musically, creatively, where what you're doing is just the time and space for that. And you see it happen. I mean, even when you look at, you know, the success that Brillo's having. It's just a time and space mm -hmm. that he's captured. He leveled mm -hmm. He leveled himself yes. with his purpose. He leveled himself with his voice. He focused in on what yeah. he was supposed to be doing and the message that he's supposed to be sending out there. And he's following, He's on his path yes. that's destined for him because yep. he lined himself. He, I'm pretty sure he focused in private, you know, yeah. show me, guide me, put me where I'm supposed yes. to be so that his light can be ignited. Yep. He's our light is most bright when we're focused in on our purpose, and that is not to do with other people and what their effect yeah. is on your life. And sometimes, and I'll say for me, this past season that I've gone through, it meant losing some money. Mm -hmm. You know, I was making less money, but experiencing greater things. You know what I mean? So, you know, a, a financial opportunity that I had. And the school system was like totally cut off and leaving that, just whole other doors open and know the finances weren't the same. And that's why you have to really be spiritually awoke because sometimes it may be the decision. For some people, it's like, all right, if there's a million over here and 750000 mm. over here, mm. it's an easy decision. And it's not always like that. Mm, right. So you really have to, you know... Have, be internally wired to what's going on. Because for, for the average mind, it's a basic thing. There's more money here than over mm, there. Right. I'm going over here. And sometimes hitting that avenue where there's less money, in the long run, you end up maybe making 10 times that. Not only so, not, mm. not to mention that 750 the 750 you could be helping other people that have exactly. nothing to do with money. Yeah. And you Instead of you going towards the money and you living superficially, 
you can be making less but actually doing more. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all dependent on the purpose. And I feel like you're talking about like walking by faith. Yes. You're walking by the fact that you're going with your gut. You're going with what you know is going to make a bigger boom or make a bigger, a bigger wave yep. as opposed to what what you may receive material-wise, you know? Yeah. It's about assignment, you know? what What is your specific assignment? You know what I mean? No matter what you're doing, you can't touch some people. What's your assignment? Mm-hmm. And assignments are personal, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Now, now, because this is one thing that I struggle with, to get personal, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How do you know what your assignment is? Like, what when, when you figured out what your assignment is? I got a question planet, to piggyback off of that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, like, it 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 takes a lot of it takes a lot of prayer, takes a lot of prayer, and analyzing parts of the situation, looking at the pros and the cons, and not jumping into things, being really impulsive about it. But you really have to take time mentally and spiritually and think about what would be the most beneficial situation. And I'll say for me, just to give you an example, I was looking at two different options, teaching-wise. One is Bassett High School, which is in Bridgeport, Mm -hmm. which we know is a low-income area, Mm -hmm. school that has struggled for years. And I'm looking at Norwalk, Mm -hmm. which Which is is about a $15,000 to $20,000 difference in pay. Plus, I'm losing... Fifteen to twenty thousand in Bridgeport because of cuts. Right, right. And right, I'm right. stuck in the same place. And I had to look at, you know, purpose. And one thing my dad told me, he was like, "Listen, before you make a decision to go over here because of money, think about yourself being in a place where it's dark, and mm-hmm. being able to have some purpose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, just me being there, what I've been able to learn." I've been able to do things that I wouldn't even touched in Norwalk. Right. So at Basic, um, um, I've worked on a building committee, um, establishing a building committee, safety committee, building a new school, interacting with with students who are struggling. I wouldn't even had those experiences. Right. So you look at the experiences that you're gonna get. How are they gonna make you in the long? How are they gonna make you better in the long term? Because it's not all financial. So as we have things in front of us, it takes prayer. It takes asking God to show you clearly what's the best option. You know what I mean? Yeah, honesty mm. with self. Yes. You know, because you have to trust your own. What feels good to you? What feels good? And ask you said asking yourself, asking yourself the right questions. Is this gonna help me? Is it gonna benefit those in my immediate environment? Is this choice appropriate for you know for those that will be affected? Yeah. Now, my question is, I just want to pose to everybody. Now, we're talking about purpose and just going through life. Now, do y'all feel everything happens for a reason? Mm-hmm. Or does do things happen to us and we give it a reason based around our experiences in life? If I if, if, I, I personally think that like, everything happens for a reason. Like, so a higher power put this in your way for right. a reason for you to go through this. Or yeah. something happened to you and you basically made it into something like you turned a negative into a positive me personally this is just me personally i think everything happens for a reason everything okay. in my life <laughs> i feel like and and, and you know i mean <laughs> you asking a personal question so yeah. all i can yeah. do is base it upon my personal experience i want but, everybody's real answer i just feel like 
there has ha, there have been times in my life where I have kind of just sat back and said, "All right, fuck it, I'm not going to care." Right. And then a situation happened, and it's like this happened for a reason. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did not plan to have a child at 21 years old. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit just happened. Right. It, I mean, it wasn't necessarily anything on my part that. Mm. I know. No, 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 no. I'm being serious right now. I'm not. I'm right. not. Yeah. Okay, but 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 it, I mean, it was like okay, yeah, you could have used a condom, yeah, nigga. Yeah. But uh, but pull out but, game but, is but, weak, nigga. Right. But I mean, in all honesty, if I told you the real story, you'd mm. be like, that shit was like probably like, destined to be. You probably find out you was having a child and put you on a certain path, and now you right, and now you hit, and it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like all of that shit lines up to a certain degree, like. From the time that I was a certain age to the time to till now, mm. I can honestly say the things that have occurred in my life occurred because of a divine reason. Mm. I don't know what that reason is. Mm. I can sit back and say, oh, well, damn, I went to Rhode Island and I was out there for four fucking years and I hated it. Right. But you know, when I when I came back and I talked to you know, not to get too personal nah, on this fucking podcast, but <laughs> when I family came family <laughs> I know, but you know, this shit ain't entertaining uh, per se. But fuck them. when I when I came back and I talked talking. to my pops about the shit, right. he was like, Listen, you went through some shit and you here now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you didn't go through some shit, you would be here now, but you wouldn't have you, had that experience you be that the you same had. Person. Right. That you had it now yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying you'd be in a different timeline so yeah. to speak and so all of this shit I feel like is is a very fucking you know what I'm saying it's an interconnected it, it, it's yeah. interconnected it's a spider web it's all just connected and and, and just put together you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I mean we, we can't we all have free will mm-hmm. to do what the fuck we want to do mm. But I feel like there are plans, you know what I'm saying? In other words, you got five different ways to get to your house. Right. What's the what's what the, route I take yeah. to get to your house is what route I like take you, to get exactly. there. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So execute deep. Whatever. I was I was about to say, I feel like at a very basic level, um, Everything happens for a reason because everything is a product of either your action or your inaction and what you do and do not do. And everything that happens is a, is a, and how you see it is your perspective. We, I happen to think of things at a more technical level where we are have our own, we literally have our own life path. We have a set, you know, a set structure of things that will happen or could happen and how we see it will determine, you know, its purpose. Mm. But everything at a very basic level, basic level has a reason. You know, right. there's something behind it. There's always a lesson, whether you want to see it negative or positive. Yo, it's Joey Betts. You know I'm your best friend. You're now listening to the Domino Effect podcast. Choo, 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 choo. But how much, how much is there that we can do to influence that? Mm, I, I wouldn't say it's that. It's all energy a lot. to yeah, me. It's, it's a like, lot. It's all what you, energy. like, the energy that you put out is what you get back mm-hmm. to me. 
Because the reason I asked that question is because like like over the summer, two things happened to me, right? And this happens to do with my like my job and shit, right? So I take the bus to work, right? One day it was humid as fuck, hot as fuck outside, right? I get out of work, I get on a bus, I'm thirsty as shit. Go to the back of the bus, sit down, and it's a drink on the table on on the, on the seat, right? Like a cold, unopened drink. Nobody in the back of the bus. So I'm like, you took it? Hell yeah, I took it. I was thirsty <laughs> as shit. So I took the shit, right? Drink it. I was like. That's weird. I just got off of work. Like I, I took it at some type of time. I was like, all right, whatever, cool. Yeah. So, like yeah, three. I got, I got one major question for you after <laughs> so, this. Go ahead. So three days later, right? It's something like something happened with the podcast. Where like I was like dwelling on the shit. Like we might have had, had like a bad episode. Or it was like an episode that didn't get as many listens as I wanted to, right? Mm-hmm. So I get on the bus, same bus, right? I get out of work and like no lie, like out of nowhere, like I find a domino. On the floor, like wow. on the floor, <laughs> out of all people, me wow. found this domino. Like I, ain't, I didn't buy a bunch of diamonds and just put that in my pocket. I found that shit on the floor. I'm just like, yo, and that's the six on here too. Like I'm looking at the shit. I'm like, ain't nobody on this bus, and I'm just looking at the shit. Like yo, like I, I took that as a sign. Like yo, it's, everything's gonna be all yeah, right. Follow through. Like like something's like something's gonna come from this. Like just don't just keep pushing, keep going. Now everything's gonna be all right. From what perspective? Because like, I know, like, I know I, that you don't. His concern don't, was the the podcast. I know the name of the podcast, Domino Effect. Right, right. And so, as a sign, as a symbol, or a, a, a nudge to keep going on that path, there you go. There's a domino. It's like, like you got to you got to connect your concern with your your sign. I understand that, but what what I'm saying to you is, I know you don't typically believe in a higher being. No, I believe in a higher power. I just don't believe in the representation of God I've been fed over the years. I believe in a higher power. Like, somebody made this possible. I just don't believe in God, this white man with the, with the hair and all that shit. And it's the perspective, yeah. the perception I of think, it. I think... Like, I have some type of faith. It's just not this Bible version. Like, I have my own interpretation of, of but like, I, faith. But I feel like you miss mixing... The and and I hate to really get back on this shit, nigga. Talk, we but here. but, but <laughs> we, we, I feel like you mixing the world perspective of God with the Bible perspective of God. You're not talking about the Bible perspective of God because the Bible perspective does not talk about no color in association with I God. Mean, when you you talking when about you hear the ah, the, the skin of brown, the hair of wool and shit like that, but then you get this representation that looks but like But you talking a Spaniard. about a perspective that is but Roman the, inspired from fucking people from 10 I'm, What I'm saying is like what I, the representation of God that I've been fed that most people believe Who that, are you getting that, to, uh, Go ahead to say it. <laughs> who are you getting this shit from though? What? Where did you learn Right. Where, when, where, you, when you go to church, you okay, so what when, church are you going to that's telling when, you that when, it's a white Jesus? Any any church you go Caesar to, they they era. they pray they praise this white Jesus. Whether you go to a a black church There or, is no church on this you, you, okay. so you tell, you, so you I have me, never been to a church where they're telling you what color Jesus is. You don't see that picture that they have. Yeah, you don't. You don't, you don't see the stained glass picture. I don't that they go have. to Catholic you churches. You don't see pamphlets that they hand out. You don't see this shit. No. You, Here's you, why you, you don't because you because that's your about, path, my brother. You, you talking <laughs> no, and, and I get it, I get it, but 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 I just get so hyped up because I'll be talking to you and Keep be going. like, no, I, yo, blah 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 blah, and I'll be like, yo, I'm, my nigga, 
I feel like y'all be acting like I'm faithless. Like I, I just don't believe I, in shit. I do shit. feel like that. Sometimes. I believe in something. I'm just saying when I got that sign, like I, I could not ignore that Domino just sitting on the floor. And that has nothing right. to do with religion and perspective. Though. No, I, but I took it as a but, sign but, from but something no, like I, I sometimes like, niggas. I go through shit. Sometimes I need something to believe in. I need I think, something. I think none of this shit has to do with religion because let's be clear. Not religion. Is that, is religion a, is a man-made yeah system for. A spiritual process. So why do people live and die by religion? Because that's because what they're taught. That's what they're are they are taught. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a learned okay, behavior. So like I said, at the basis I don't believe of every, what I've been taught. At the basis of every religion, cult, or group of people with faith is the fact that something is greater than themselves and they they they're they're trying to connect with that. Whichever you want to call it, black, white, purple, green. Or whatever the basis of every color is the fact that there is faith. I just out feel there. like the There's main reason bigger. why you don't believe in Jesus is because you've been fed like, oh, he's white, blonde haired. No, fuck, it's fuck just white that people. It's, you know like, it, like it, it mainly has to do with the Bible and, and, and some of the stories and revelations in the Bible, where it's like this don't like. I, my mother taught me at a young age question everything. So it's certain shit when I when I did read the Bible. She's like, an Aquarius, yo, by the way. It, she definitely is. Shout out to my <laughs> mother. It's it's certain stories like that didn't make sense to me when I was young. Like like Noah's Ark, and Moses, and you know just a lot of shit just didn't make sense to me. Like a lot of shit. Like I don't believe these. Gotta have faith, my brother. I do have but, faith. But just he's not ta- the. He's talking just about, not the. He's talking just about not the, the majority book. population of what they believe. He's I believe. I believe book. in something. Just not Fuck, what the majority well, believe. Talking about the majority. But the we majority. Talking about what you believe. I don't care what the majority. So is, if you were to talk nigga. to a thousand Christians, like you would get the. No, same. I don't care. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't give a fuck about what a thousand people believe. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I but don't. What is what is it that you that is confusing that he is? What is confusing about his inability to connect with? Listen, I believe in something. Just Nothing it, it, is per I believe in something. Confusing. It may not be the same shit that he believes in, you believe right. in, or she believes in. But I believe I'm, I'm in something. I'm not saying that it's confusing. I'm just saying that me personally. When I talk to you, or when we have these discussions, it's, it comes it, it across seems like as, as that you just are like, I'm just, oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just flowing through life, like, eh. right? Like, yeah, fuck this shit. I don't care. If about I die, this. I, and then, I, I'll and go then somewhere. when you do talk about certain things, and uh, yo, oh, yeah, man. like that's my whole thing. Like people will be thinking they you know, know me, <laughs> like just because of I, I what, don't what, think what, I know what, you. What I say truly, on the podcast or when you have a conversation, if you used to ask me a real legitimate question. I'd answer it but to the you know best what? of my ability. Realistically speaking, we've had every damn near every conversation that we've had at, at, outside of uh, yeah. the, the popular culture yeah. events we've had before this podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, why exactly. we, that's why we here that's, now. That's, that's, why, that's why we here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, it, it, you know, I just, I just get confused. Like, yo, how do you... My nigga, people are not meant to be understood, just accepted. <laughs> no, I believe in something. What's your, what, your question is, <laughs> how does is he not question? believe? It's not even that yeah, I, how he, he doesn't believe. He, he wants to just, know what he, yeah, he wants to, he I wants don't to know, know what I believe. <laughs> what he believe like I don't know what he believes because yeah. he will say some shit and I'll be like, "All right, okay, cool." And then he'll he'll say some other shit. We I'll all be like, hypocrites at the he'll end. He'll be like, he'll be like, he'll be like, there ain't no God, but then he'll be like, God bless. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, That's I don't believe been, microwaves, you know, but I've been you know, I've been you know that, that's that's just like a, a habit thing, but you know, all right, cool. We need some clarification on right, uh, cool. so, <laughs> which direction your faith is. <laughs> no, no, no. So, 
everybody done with my beliefs and shit. Y'all, y'all cool. <laughs> but one, when you know one small thing, because this being the information age, there's so much thrown at you, mm-hmm. and and even believers who've experienced experience God, you can't let information make you miss God or miss what God has for your life. And that's the major challenge we have. And God dwells within us and dwells and moves within our life. And that has to be the basis of your connection. There's so much information your head will be spinning, but Mm -hmm. you're living and you're a living being and God is living through you and working through you. So, you know, in times of confusion, because even, you know, growing up in the church and there being so much information, it becomes challenging. But you always have to draw on what has God shown you in your life. And those are the experiences you have to live off of. Mm-hmm. You know? Or, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's just me. I know some motherfuckers that, that feel what I'm saying. We feel you. We just don't mm. know what you're feeling. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not, I'm not meant to be understood. It's all right, though. <laughs> it ain't meant for me to understand what you understand. I right. just, you know... I mean, I, I just like to understand people. You know what I'm saying? I, if if there was an ISIS member in the room, I would sit down and talk to that motherfucker and be like, "Yo, what? hey, why you do that? You know what <laughs> like, what, what what what's going on in your head? Why like blowing up? You shit? know what I'm saying? Why y'all like blowing blowing up shit? Like, what's going on? Let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about it. Yeah. Now let's get to know Vern a little bit. Where? Now, yeah. Vern, my brother, where you from? Bridgeport. Born and raised. Well, I was born in North Carolina. My dad came up here. What part of North Carolina? Durham, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. I see. Well, I was born in Winston-Salem, but I moved from Durham. Mm. I got mad family out in Durham. What part? I can't even. My mom was at Duke. Right. Um, I don't remember exactly the part. I was really young. Mm. So I can't. I don't remember the part. Right. But uh, Durham and then Winston-Salem. Now, what point did you move up here? Like, what age did you come to Connecticut? Six. Six years old? Yeah, six. Now, what part of Bridgeport did you live on? You live on the north well, end, east Well, the thing is, we lived on the north, but my dad was a pastor on the east end. Mm. So he required us to be on the east end. So I spent a lot of time mm. really on the east end, you know, on the east end, Newfield, Raffola Taylor Center, mm. Stratford Avenue, all in that area. Now, from what I hear, now the East End in the eighties, the early eighties, late eighties, whatever you want, like it was pretty real out there. It was definitely. Did you ever real. get caught up in that shit out there? I never got caught up in it because there was a lot of, you know, there. It, it, it's much different, mm. you know. On every block, like not only were there basketball courts, there's the Raphael Raffola Taylor Center, mm. but on every block there was a crate up. So there was a lot of positives going on. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It was really a lot of the older guys that went into the street thing. Mm. And, you know, my dad kept us around that side of town to really understand what reality was like, especially Mm. for African-Americans. He didn't keep us secluded in that part of the North End that we actually lived in. Mm. So there was a lot of positives being on the East End. Mm. You know what I mean? A lot of the older guys were negative. There were some negative things around, but I just say as a whole, you know, all we did was play basketball, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody that I know that even went another direction, that's how we started. That's how we came up, mm-hmm. you know, on that side of town. Right. Now, was, it, you, now was you nice and bold? Yeah, I played in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I played what at Quinnipiac you... University. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I was the first, I was the first walk on 
Division One scholarship athlete in the school's Division One history. Talk so about I, it. I came, I came without a scholarship. Um, and my sophomore year, I ended up with a scholarship by accident. Mm. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna explain yeah. it. That's just another thing. Mm -hmm. The team was so talented that even me being at my best, I was just as good as everyone else. Right. The difference maker was attitude. You know, I supported the team. Mm. I didn't have a scholarship, so there was no intention of like when they've paid over thirty five thousand for someone to come play per year. Mm. I don't care if you're kicking his ass every day in practice. Excuse my, but. If you're killing him every day in practice, mm. you're not going to play over the person that they paid they for. You exactly. So the way that it ended up happening is, you know, these guys didn't get along. You know, the team, it was just a team that bumped heads mm. that year. And we were playing a game, and the coach just started clearing the bench off. So mm -hmm. you go in. You go in. Mm. He went through everybody and put me in last. Damn. And he put me in, but never took me out. Right. And I ended up with 16 points, and I, I was dunking and mm. everything like that. So it was like a radar went up, mm. you know. So I didn't think anything of it. Next game, it was back to normal. Mm. And then we had a home game, and, um, you know, I didn't expect to play. I, I didn't expect to play. It was so real. Mm. We had a team breakfast. And I didn't eat. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I was like, yo, I got zebra cakes mm -hmm. in yeah. the back in the door. Right. So I Word. had two zebra cakes Word. and get in there and I was starting. So in that game, I had a 20-point game and they had to give me a scholarship. Mm. It was that type of thing. So it, You earned and, that, though. I earned accident. it. I earned it. I, and I say it was, you know. Shout out to Sugar. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I worked hard High for it. I definitely, syrup. Yeah, I definitely earned it, but it was an opportunity that wasn't, you know, written down. Mm. And it wasn't like they were like, yo, look, if he does well in practice this year, mm. we're going to give him a scholarship next year. It was, we threw him in some games, and with the points he was scoring, he showed up and level, showed out. Something has to happen. Mm -hmm. So, you know. You did that. Yeah. Now, did you go to Howard at one point? I did go to Howard. Okay. I did my first year at Howard, and I actually, in terms of hip-hop and everything else, I just wasn't ready to stop playing basketball. Mm. That was the major thing. Because at Howard, in terms of hip-hop and music and what I was doing, mm. I should have I stayed for that. I just wasn't ready Mentally. to stop playing basketball. Right. And I mm. went there. There was a coaching change, so I ended up sitting out that year. Mm. And I had an opportunity at Quinnipiac, and I took it. But at Howard, I mean, I did so much. Back then, they had Blaze Magazine. Mm. I won a battle. Mm. Um, a battle by, doing what? Hip-hop battle. You, you battle. rap? You freestyle? Rap? Yeah, you freestyle? I don't, I, don't, I don't freestyle as much as I used to. <laughs> you know, at this, at this point. Yo, G, put a beat on. Okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, I won battles. Um, I was rubbish, bumping heads with a lot of people. I went to school with Yandy Smith okay. um, at Howard. Mendeecee's we Yandy? Yeah, yeah, we were both in the in the business bad. school. And she was she, she was dizzy then. No, and man. you and you see her <laughs> embarrassing herself now. And that's yeah, exactly. that's another sad story we could right. but um, you know, um I went there and music wise it was the place for me to stay, but I still had the desire. I wasn't ready to give up on my my initial dream, and my dream was to play Division One basketball. Mm. You know, I had a coach in high school who told me, 
he was like, my sophomore year, you never going, you're not going to play Division One. Mm. You know, and I developed by my senior year, was close. But I was like, since he told me I wasn't, I'm going to do it right. before it was over. Yeah. So I wasn't ready to abandon my dream, especially with somebody telling me, you're not going to mm-hmm. do it. Mm. So that's that's the main reason. Tell me I'm and, not and watch me show you how I yeah, can. Exactly. Why, would, why would he tell you that you're not going to do it? Like, people well, you know, I went to St. Joseph's High School, right. which is a predominantly white school. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. And, I get mm-hmm. it. And, I get it. <laughs> and I don't want to bad. I mean, he's a, one of the greatest coach of all time in high school basketball. I was a sophomore, and at, just at the time, he was like, "Yo, I don't see it happening. That's for the best, the best guys." And I'm like, "Yo, look, I, I've been going against the best guys, you know." So it was well, something, yeah, <laughs> and, you know, man. And I still, you know, I still respected him, and he respected me after. But that was the type of thing where I said, someone's telling me I can't. Mm-hmm. And I got to do it. Show them you can. Yeah, I got to do it for that mm-hmm. reason. Word. Yeah. Now, just in case you didn't make it to the pros, what was your major in college? My major was marketing. marketing. And my yeah. intentions, I mean, it was all about, it was hip hop and, you know, and the sports. But I wanted to be an intern in the music industry. I wanted to be, do marketing in the music industry. So that was my initial aim, mm. um, and that's what I got my degree to try to do, and things just panned out different, you know? Mm. Yeah. Now, do you use that degree to this day, or is like it's I just used it, you some know, collecting dust? If people don't know, you know, I was in a group, Catch-22, and I think... Hold up, wait, yeah. that was you? Yeah, that was me. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, sing, you singing? Yeah. Nah, rapping, rapping. So, Get the... F- yeah. Yeah. How the fuck? Did, all right, go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I was in I was in Catch Twenty Two, and I feel like, you know, for Bridgeport at the time, we were one of the only groups that really made it a point to really work the state. I know? remember y'all performed at one of them Sheen Center um, basketball games, didn't y'all? Yeah. That yeah, the fucking one that was what's the the um the rest not, not the rest in peace term. It was something. We did the rest in peace. What? Okay, so yeah. so it was okay. Yeah. yeah, it was the rest in peace. Ah, uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, so you know, I think the hustle that we we brought, you know, being a Bridgeport group, we were always in Hartford, always in New Haven. We made it a point to be a staple in every city, and then we did the Connecticut Against the World DVD, where we covered the whole state, mm. and we released four volumes of that DVD. So, I mean, what I learned in marketing, I applied it to that. Mm. And I think, you know, we had some success. We just missed the the internet era. Yeah. You know, we really just missed the era where, you know, everything was like digital and viral, you know. So um, that's where I got to use my marketing degree, though. Now, why'd you start the DVD series? Um, I got to the point where, you know, for me... I really couldn't. I kind of stopped the music altogether, mm. but I went back and um, I got my master's in education. While I was doing the music, I was a teacher's assistant. Mm. I got more credits, became a teacher, and I kind of had to shift my focus a little bit. Mm. Um, I stepped back because when it became digital, the DVD was kind of dying. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. The physical copies of the DVD was kind of dying. And my partner being a parent, you know, he had two sons. 
and they were getting older. He kind of stepped back, mm. and I just kind of wasn't in the running around the state anymore. Right, right. You know, so I kind of grew out of it. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. I always wonder what happened to y'all niggas, yo. Yeah. yeah. Now, what point did you get into politics? Did you get into that La- side of things? Well, last year, and I still consider myself more, uh, more, well, 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 more community based, more community based, not not, yeah, not, not, not politics, but yeah. you know. I, but I know what you, exactly yeah, yeah. what you're saying. Um, Yvette Brantley, who is the older woman in the 132nd district, which is the western of Bridgeport, mm. which is one of our rougher districts, gave me the opportunity to be in the Democratic Town Committee. Mm. So we actually had the campaign right. and we had an election for it. And I ended up, you know, winning. And it's an opportunity to see how the politics in Bridgeport works mm. and endorse candidates. Mm. So it's created the relationships that are necessary for me as an educator. Um, Because as I'm learning now, I'm also the chair of Bassick School Governance Council. Mm. And we work with the principal to improve the school, but you understand how education finances work. Definitely. And policy is set, state legislation. Mm. So developing those relationships has been important. And that's how, you know, God is working things out and you don't even know why. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm. so for me, I didn't, you know... The opportunity came, the door opened, mm. I took it, but I had no idea. It being an educator and being at Basic, I was going to need these relationships. Mm. So these relationships have helped me understand how we fund what's going on at, at a Basic high school, mm-hmm. how we make the improvements. It's got to be ran through state legislation. So now I have those type of relationships where these people educate me wow. on how it works. Mm. Yeah. Now, 2016, you ran for Democratic Town Committee, right? Yep. Now, you didn't win, right? No, I won. You did win? Yeah, I won. I can never lose. What you thought? Okay, now, what changes have you made since being on the Um, town committee? Well, for me, my biggest... I'm serving the 132nd District, Mm -hmm. which is where I work. So, for me, I think the service that I can give Bassick Mm. And also work with the politicians that serve that community. Mm. That's where the strength lies. Okay. You know, so. What does that mean? The 132nd district is the West End, if you're familiar with Bridgeport. Okay. It's um, State Street to Fairfield Avenue. Oh, shit. That's me. Um, (laughs) That's you? Yeah, I'm I'm on State Street. Yeah. Yeah. So, State Street to Fairfield Avenue. And if you, Bridgeport, the worst area. Is the West End? Mm. It's the most, even more so than the East End. Yes, I, and I, I say mean, it because some, it is. Somebody got killed on the uh, East Main Street. Uh, rest yeah, in peace to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, I, it, yeah. that just happened dur- last night. Last night, yeah, it's um, crazy. Yeah. This is what what well, makes Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, first homicide in Bridgeport. Wow. But yeah, wait, yeah. go up, but I want, I want to, what? <laughs> nah, go to go to her question. One thirty second is is so you're in charge. You... Well, what happens is we endorse candidates. So let's just say there's a, a election for the mayor, and they're trying to get the Democratic endorsement. Um, the members of the committee endorse the candidate, and the candidate then gets the funding from the Democratic uh, town committee for their campaign. So these endorsements are important. And they require relationships with candidates 
you know, that are running and that are currently in position. Okay. But one thing I was going to say, just to answer your question, the difference, the thing about the East End, you're not going to get jumped on Stratford Ave because you're from Newfield. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get jumped on 6th Street because you're from 5th. Mm-hmm. It's really not a territorial side of town. Mm-hmm. Most of the problems are from the outside. Right. The East End it was a much more unified area. That's where you would see a good fist fight. Right, mm-hmm. not a one-on-one fight, not really jumping people, um, not really a territorial area. On the West End, you have the Greens, mm. which touches part of the West End. Mm. You have PT, which touches part of the West End. Mm. You have Iranistan, which is one whole yeah, group. Iran. You have right. you have Park Avenue. Mm. That's another group. Um, and I'm probably missing other other, other streets. Yeah. You got Maplewood. Yeah, you got Wood Popular. Yeah. You got Wood Ave. So you got <laughs> Wood Ave. So and, and them so, niggas almost yeah. yeah so so saying that you got people that got to shop at the same grocery store, Word. go to the same gas station, Word. that have problems. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a major major. It's a it's a territorial area. Up until like lately, a lot of the heat has mm. been happening on that side of town. Right. So being at Bassick High School, there's a thousand kids. Right. You know, there's a thousand kids from those neighborhoods, and you're getting to give direct service to them mm. and provide positive feedback and positive insight to that side of town. So I think it's the best place to be, you know, to serve their community. And what we're trying to do, which I can't really put out there, right. but the improvements that we're trying to make for the school require these relationships. And our new principal, the major emphasis uh, are community partnerships. Tomorrow I'm on a panel in um, upstate Connecticut, um, Rocky Hill, mm-hmm. just about community relationships and community programs. So the vision for BASIC is to make it a community school um, the principal's vision where within the school we can serve the family, we can serve the physical health and the mental health, which is a major thing. Mm-hmm. With the things that our kids see, there's a lot of post-traumatic stress disorder. Right. When a you lot see of kids people, in the hood go through PTSD. Yeah, when you see people getting shot, you, you're seeing your mother with multiple guys. It's, it's so many things that you see on a daily basis that when you come to school, it's pretty much a place that you're just releasing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have to make schools a therapeutic environment. You know, it's it's really the most, you know, it's actually the safest place. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think, and no kids may act up, they may not do their work. It's actually the safest space. Mm. They may release, they can get a meal, two meals, and what can really happen to them in school? There may be a fight. There may, but you're not gonna get, you know, mm. physically harmed that 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 greatly. So it's one of the safest places, but we have to make it a therapeutic place. Mm-hmm. Now, what made you? Because you said something about you were a Democrat, and it was a uh... what? So what made me? What made you get into the whole Democratic like the, like, side? Like, like, like the town yeah. committee. Well, like, what, what made you get into that field? Just... Realistically, um. Bridgeport is a democratic city. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And right. I had I told some of my my friends, uh, unfortunately, and I'm not 
you know, nothing against the Democratic Party, but in Bridgeport, mm. if you're independent, like last our last election, if you were independent, you didn't even really get to decide on the mayor at all right. because it was won in the Democratic primary. Right. So I mean, I think that may that may be a major reason that maybe Finch lost because a lot of independents didn't get to vote in the primary. Mm-hmm. It's, right. So not being registered as a Democrat in Bridgeport kind of has its drawbacks. You know what I mean? So I've been registered as a Democrat for a while, but it's a chance. Democrats dominate the politics in Bridgeport. Mm-hmm. So I think to understand how things work, you know, it's it's kind of worth it. You know what I mean? I don't feel... Personally, just where I stand, I'm I'm hip hop culture forever. You know what I mean? I right. stay in tune. I listen to everything that the kids are listening to, mm. just to know what's going on, whether I like it or not. So I think who I am and what I bring is different. It's not totally democratic, mm. but I think understanding the community is a major thing that's brought to the table. Mm. You wow. know. Now speaking of politics and being a Democrat now. In what less than a week and a half, <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump is going to be sworn in as our official president of the United yeah. States. Now, I probably know your answer, but how do you feel about Donald Trump being your president? You know, I, I think Malcolm X had a quote, and it it had to be from, you know, the '60s, and he said, "Black people will do better knowing what their president stands for mm-hmm. than having someone that they think is for." Mm. So I think more than anything, and I'm a part of Black Wall Street, mm. I think it, it's a time for us to do what we're doing and to do it well mm-hmm. and to organize. Mm-hmm. That That's all we can really do. Mm-hmm. I mean, knowing what we're up against, it's the time for us to organize and really band together and do what we can to improve our community. Mm-hmm. We can't really worry about Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just not the time to be in that in that fear. You know, now, what we should have done when Obama was in, mm, we got to do now. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, I hear a lot about black people organizing. Yeah. What the hell does organizing mean? What what, what does organizing mean to you? Well, I say, one, economically, we need to take some control over our community. Mm. And what does that mean, though, I specifically? Think, first of all, we need to start buying some property. Right. I think that's... That's the start of it. Mm-hmm. Once we start buying some property, now we can begin to dictate some things. Because, you know, you look at the West End, you look at the East End, most people are renting. Mm-hmm. So technically, how much of your community is it? You know what I mean? I think we have to, one, we got to start buying some property. Um, we and need, now is the time to buy, yeah, right? We need to buy some property. And then we really need to get to a space where we're controlling some of the businesses within our community. That's another long stretch. Mm. You know, when we don't own the corner store, mm. the liquor store is sucking us dry. Um, no grocery stores. The East End is still a food desert. Right. Um, so we have to create some jobs, but we have no ownership over the businesses. On the West End, where's their black-owned corner store? On the mm. East End... Where's their black-owned corner store? Now, do you know the process that it takes to own a... Yeah, I got to... No, go ahead. Not, not even just a corner store, but let's say like we want to open up a grocery store on the East End or yeah. in one any side of Bridgeport, for that matter. 
What 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 is the process yeah. for that? I, now I don't I know you have to go. You one have to have the money mm-hmm. for of course, the land, of course. the money to start the business. But then the, the the real red tape is you have to go through zoning, okay, through the city, and get that permission. That's okay. another, you know, that's another thing. But I think we have to start with some small steps, right? Finding then, a business, yeah, and then finding a business to make. Yeah, and then you know, work up from there. Now, I mean, I mean, because in and I, I mean, I just feel like it's 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 such a difficult process for First our people person. to really like congregate enough to yeah. develop that mindset to come together to create a business yeah. and all of these other things. So, I mean, what what is your thought process on how to get enough people together to come together? To create a business. Yeah. My first thing, and I'm gonna be real, I'm I'm honest and I always start with myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think my first real step is to one, own some property. I have maybe two or three friends right. who I who I know if we go into some business, if we put some money together, we're not gonna turn not that I would turn on, but I know these guys won't turn on me. Right. I know no matter what the decision right. may be, we're gonna bind together. Mm. We're not we're 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 close enough mentally where whatever the decisions have to be, we're pretty much on the same page. Right. So that's kind of where I'm starting. You know, I'm I've I'm Find some realistic. To... I, yeah, I'm realistic and right. I know what baby steps I need to make. And if I don't, you know. This is one, and my my mentor Jeff Johnson said this, and this is one thing I stand on. A lot of people want to do this great community work without doing the great individual work. Mm. Exactly. It all starts with the individual. Mm. Work. That's a bar. And, That's a bar. <laughs> yeah, and if you you can't have your individual life a mess and be out here trying to do this whole community thing, right? So I think individually, you know, if we can start with owning some property. And then having the money to invest or then create a pool, that's that's kind of where we start. I think where we're getting hurt is you got people that want to do the big community organizing and individually things are just a mess. So I mean, I, I think one of the big things with, with our people, and I, I really don't like to speak on black people as a general, yeah. you know, whatever, but like our credit be fucked up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I know you're not a credit person. So, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, what what should we do to get ourselves in perspective of getting our credit better and all that kind of shit? Yo, it, it's it's such a major animal, man. The way this system is set up. Right. You, you almost live in check to check. But, I mean, it's no... Easy formula, but you you gotta sacrifice. Right. You gotta you gotta pull up your report. You gotta clear what you have to have, and then we have to learn how to manipulate the credit system. Right. You know, taking advantage of the credit system. Another major thing we gotta do too. On a side note, we need to get life insurance. Mm-hmm. That's another major problem. And why is that a big major it, thing? Because we don't do it. <laughs> now I'm gonna tell you a friend of mine, and shout out to Kerry Wilson, who did who I got my life insurance policy through. He was like, "Yo, you know, I he was on Wall Street, working with people in Long Island and New York City that were investing millions, 
and they put him on the life insurance. Right. He was like, I'm going to come back to Bridgeport and people are going to eat this up because you can pay $35 a month and have a million dollars. Life insurance. Then you can play with it all types of ways because they're using this to maneuver and other things and they're borrowing against it to invest in other things. And he's like, people aren't into it, but how many GoFundMe's are we gonna have mm. for funerals? Mm-hmm. And mm. and it's not a jab. It's it's sad, right? Because mm-hmm. this is an easy solution that we're we're ignoring, mm-hmm. right? So I think it, you know, doing the right thing financially takes a lot of sacrifices. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna be real, just just about myself, it's not easy, mm-hmm. you know, in the system and then in Connecticut. With the taxes, mm. it's it's not easy. Facts though, you know they're not making it easy for us to get over the hump. Mm. You know they're not. We have to, you know, we have to be disciplined, and then we have to move appropriately. Like our first house can't be the Shelton house yeah. on the hill. Mm. Maybe we need a three family. Mm. Mm. We need to be, you know, try to be an investor first. Live on the second floor, mm. but we don't. We don't think that way. Right. You know, right. I, I, I African guy that gave, you know, gave me some wisdom. That was his thing. Right. Oh, I'm going to get a three family first. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to live on the second. I think the fundamentals the between two. an African and an African American yeah. is different, though. Yeah. Shout but, out to the scammers. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I, I say that, but we rather look good. Look good. Act like we do, got it. Yeah. Don't, you going to, you really going to, because mortgage is... From mortuary, which right. is a death certificate, mm. so we can't afford mm. to run out That's to a the... bar. More <laughs> M O R is from yeah. Is, yeah. mortgage Mor- is from mortuary, Mor- mortuary, which is a death. So you're signing mm. yourself away. So if you look at it, oh, we, can't afford, we can't afford. <laughs> we can't afford. We can't afford to you know buy this house that we're gonna live thirty years and never own. Right. And by the time we're gone, we don't leave that behind for our family. <sighs> Nah, you know, everybody's chasing that American dream and we are not in position. We're not like, you know, the Caucasian man that has inherited these years of wealth. We can't afford, the only way we're going to get through it is to move wisely and to make the wisest decision possible when the time comes. Mm -hmm. We can't go in here and get a million, get this million dollar house or this, this house with this huge mortgage that we're going to be living to pay right. forever. We need to become investors and then maybe let the hot, the, the two family pay the mortgage. Mm-hmm. I saw somewhere that it said um, the goal is to, to win, not look like you're winning. Exactly. Just do it. Don't make it look good. Yeah, and that's, 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 that's you know, the challenge, you mm-hmm. know, we have. So I think, you know, we have to start having a, a, a group of young black homeowner, you know. Is it far In the city. Yeah. You're talking about in Bridgeport. In Bridgeport. Hmm. It's, it's not far-fetched for us to, you know. It just takes the hard work. Yeah. Which <laughs> now is the time because on the east side, it's a, it's a lot of uh, homes that are open for. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what changed my perspective too, what Bridgeport is to us, like a lot of people are like, yo, it's the time to go. And I was talking to a woman from Greenwich mm. and she's like, Oh, it's time to buy. Definitely. Because oh, they know that before we do. Yeah, we know it. Well, it's time for us to move that's in That's inside there, trader right? information. Yeah. <laughs> you better take yeah. that. Yeah. So I know a lot of people... I, right, let me just say this. Um, I know a lot of people who feel like they're trying to turn Bridgeport into Stanford. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In the sense of Never when, when Stanford 
went through the 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 development phase or whatever it yeah. was, a lot of outside people came in and bought up a lot of those properties. Yeah. And a lot of those people are trying to buy up a lot of those properties yeah. in Bridgeport now. Yeah. And and what Stanford and Norwalk have done, they've made it pretty much financially impossible for the average right. person to right. even right. even pay some even, of those rents exactly. for those apartments. Exactly. You know, two thousand twenty five hundred. It's crazy. It's crazy. So being a part of Black Wall Street is that something that you try to push on the others, or is just like whoever's with it is with it, and then whoever's not, just whatever. Um, the the beautiful thing about it, and shout out to uh, El Dorado, Anderson, and uh, Aya Simpson, who are the two founders of it. There's been a lot of support within the city a lot of support nationally, you know, with the movement, but in the spirit of our ancestors, um, who, you know, if you're not familiar with Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Greenwood, they, fucking tragedy. Yeah, they understood the importance of ownership and group economics. And in their spirit, you know, we have to fight and push for that, you know. Now, one of the big things that people talk about, um, with, with with the black community is segregation. Like, do you feel like we were better off? We were better. We were because yeah. we could. It was. A, it would. It would have been concentrated, right, and spread evenly as opposed to. I'm sorry to to cut into oh, your answer, okay. but that's what you're here for, baby. Is 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 you know as opposed to spreading out, we're spreading, making it harder while we're spread out to reconnect. We would have been already connected, and it would have it would have spread out faster. The way that they fooled us after segregation was they marketed an experience. They marketed Woolworth as an experience mm. in commercials. Mm. So it looked like, yo, you going in this department store. And even blacks didn't understand it and felt like, look, I got to go to Woolworth. Where? You know what I mean? So I think segregation definitely hurt us because we had to buy black. So then we got to ask the question, is Martin Luther King a hero or a fucking villain? He, why would he be a villain? Maybe he was, I feel like maybe he was even a a Well, the a thing, prop. Martin Luther King changed legislation, mm. which was which was powerful. How dare you? Which which was powerful. What you mean? How dare I? How dare I'm you? I'm just saying because he was the main, he was one of the main characters or people, not characters, but people that, that, that was preaching for the integration of black people in in white America, you know what I'm saying? And even he came out and said, I feel like I, I, I you know. What, what was, he I, felt I, like he did, he he did like want to take it back, Yeah, you know, at times. Um, he was fueled by the government as well. You're going to talk about me and God, then talk about he? a literal figure and oh, just denounce he, him. Because he was working. I mean, didn't he have business? Fuck you, kid. Like, <laughs> wasn't he working? You have to chill with the real With <laughs> legislation? <laughs> well... Like, he, he had I'm, influence and in, in, you know he was guided to 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 embrace she's talking conspiracy theories I'm not not necessarily but, you but know, the thing about King that you always he was still like he still didn't have fear like Harry Truman passed the Civil Rights Act and Martin Luther King then went back and went after him for Vietnam. So I think he stood. He stood for righteousness all around. Right, but it, know, that's but, that's his purpose was his yeah, righteousness. Yeah. But what he what what business he had, I'm saying you know it wasn't all 100. percent 
What do you mean? Like by that? he was in a, in a sense he yeah he had he had his righteousness. He he stood by his purpose. But behind his purpose was he in a way fueled by another organization? Did he, is there was there an, another motive behind it? By I, by by like the government or yeah like you I know? don't think he for but and and I think the government with any decision that they make they make they're ready to counter it. I don't think he foresaw what would happen to us like this. I yeah. I just think he didn't see it. I yeah. didn't think he saw where it would weaken us. Whereas, you know, like the Nation of Islam always felt like, yo, no matter what happens, we need to be self-sufficient. We can't lose that. You know what I mean? So maybe we just didn't have that balance. Yeah. Hmm. I, I mean, it's, it's a tough call. Yeah. Maybe you, I mean. Because there was a, like, there's a sense of influence here. Like during the civil rights movement, you notice how, I mean, it is what it is. You know, the negativity, the, the fail. In in a sense, allowed him to be on the pedestal in which he was on. In a sense, I'm just saying, because they were so against the colors or the, just the population, and then they, uh, you know, he moved up in notoriety with an allegiance to somebody in there. I can't. I'm not. I can't quote. I just know from reading that you know he did have an affiliation in the government. I can't say who, but I, I'm, I'm only saying from what I did read. Mm. And even from an outside look, look, looking in, there had to have been a plug or something that um, not made him feel comfortable, but gave him that extra push to, to be in that, that, that level. Not to say that he didn't yeah. earn it, but he had, you know, help or he was helping someone. Yeah. Well, I think one thing that he did, though. And he, is that necessary? Showed- he showed the economic power that we had mm-hmm. with the boycott. Yeah, yeah. You know, he showed the economic power that we had, which applied the pressure for laws to be changed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. I mean, he did definitely serve his purpose. Yeah. Definitely yeah. served his purpose. Now, I got a couple more questions, then we got to wrap up, right? So, just to step back into your hip-hop roots real quick. So, yep. last year, you put out a song on Father's Day, yep. titled Father's Day, right? Yep. Now... Two questions, right? Yep. Where the hell did you find Quan? Well, let me shout out to Don for Quan. That's <laughs> you know, me and Quan, we pretty me Quan, Catch Twenty Two and Grab, we were all part of King's Nation. So we've been very, we were very close affiliates. We all worked in the same studio and pretty much lived together. Now hold up for about three years. Do y'all remember Quan? Like if I say the name Quan, does that ring a bell at all? Um, like if in Bridgeport. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, he's he's from Bridgeport, but he's not famously known from Bridgeport. Like if if, if I say the name Quan and he sings, does that ring a bell? Is at that Quan from Nas? Exactly. Yes. Yep. Okay. Exactly. All right, okay. Yeah. So go ahead. So yeah, Quan is like family. That's like a brother, and uh, we are part of King's Nation. We did an independent King's album. Nation. Yeah. Okay. We did an independent album. Um, Catch Twenty Two. Uh, Quan, Zoe, we did a King's Nation album. So Quan has been uh, a creative uh, affiliate of mine for a long time. So musically, we always, always work together. And um, he's like a brother. Mm. So just just life-wise, you know, we talk, deal regularly, and we pretty much live together. We were together for about three years 
just constantly grinding in this music, mm-hmm. us supporting him. So um, we've been friends for a long time. Word. Yep. Now, what made you want to put that Father's Day song out? Because it was just like a one-off, and ain't nobody really heard nothing from you. It was just yeah. like, it was that important to put that out yeah. at that time. It was really important for me to put it off at, at that time. The only challenge that I'm facing musically is just the time to finish, you know, finish the pro- project mm. and do it the way that I want to. There's just so many things going on. Me putting my hand on the music. Right. It's just, I'm still creating it, but doing it the way that I want to and releasing the project, I got my hands on it and I'm really close. Mm. But at that time, I thought the message, it was time for that message, you know, to come out. Mm. Um, Really because a lot of my, my brothers, a lot of men in the community are really great fathers. Mm. And we get, Black fathers get a, a negative uh, connotation mm. or stigma attached to them. When I look around and I see a bunch of men that fight to be in their child's life right. or they're definitely in it and they're doing a lot. Mm. So I think, and for them, Father's Day is a lifestyle. It's not just a day. Right. So for me, it was dedicated to those men. Mm. And, you know, it was a record that I had wrote I still continually write music and I keep the music, you know, in my ear. Mm. And I just felt like it was a good time for me to release that. Word. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask you about your writing process that because you, you don't have any kids, right? You got, nah, you know? I don't have any kids yet. So so what was your writing process like of you not being an actual father, but then writing about Father's mm-hmm. Day? Like, were you taking cues from people that you know around you or like? Yeah. One, one, um, Having my father mm. and him teaching me, you know, a great deal. Mm. And then it's just the fathers around me. Mm. You know, you see what they go through and how they're willing to fight mm. to be in their children's life. Right. And then those that are always in the children, the child's life, they're continually doing a bunch of stuff. Sports, mm. haircuts, all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? doing what was never done for them. And my greatest influence in the record was my partner in Catch-22, Gravity, Mm. because never had his father, never saw his father, Mm. and he was one of the few men that I knew that was able to say, look, I'm not going to go down this path at all, even as a young man. Mm. I'm really going to be a dedicated father. Mm. Even when I don't have a job, Mm. I'm going to do something. So even at his worst, he was a great father. So that was one of the greatest inspirations, you know, to the song and the record. Now, you got some recognition from a famous pastor, right? I forgot which one it was. Um, From uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes. Okay, there you go. Now, how did that feel being that somebody of that stature reposts your record, has such positive things to say about your record? It was was really surreal. but I, you know, it, it helped me understand more about where I'm at, at now. And spiritually, you know, when it's time for certain things to happen, you Good. just have to go forth with them. Mm. Um, so it was a it was a major, major blessing. And it really confirmed one of the things that I need to do. So I'm I'm looking to, I'm really close to completing the project. It's called Soulmatic. Mm. Soulmatic Masterpiece. And um, the messages, it's just an extension of what I'm doing. Mm. But musically, I can communicate the messages that I feel I need to 
communicate to the community. Mm. All right. Yep. Now, is it coming out like soon or you want to talk about it? Like features um, and production or... Really, I've done... Or it's just something that like, it come out when it come out, just It's really got to be, because of because of the way that I want to do the project, because mm. I really believe in the importance of visuals. Mm. So, I like, I want a visual album. Okay. You know, for every song, I want a visual. So, for that reason, it's not yeah. a just... Just throw it just, out, just, just like get my out. album in. Yeah, and I've learned, you know, from my time as an artist, and know a lot of young artists. Sometimes you feel this urgency, yeah, to drop things, and you never think about how you really want to market it, right? How you want to put it out there, and you find yourself, they find themselves just dropping something, mm-hmm. and it's just gone, and you haven't figured out how to make that project really live and have legs, Word. and have a life. And get to where you wanted to get. So, um, and then where I'm at musically and how I want to do it, it's taken just a little bit of time, but I'm really close, you know. So when I finish it, when I do the visuals the way that I want to do it, I'll release it. But I'm 2017 is definitely the year for it. 2017. I want to yep. hear that. Now, y'all got any more questions? Anything? No. Anything? Mm-hmm. Anything? All right. So my last question is. What are your plans for 2017, whether it be music, whether it be politics, Bridgeport, committees? Like what's your what's your plan if you oh. had to if you had to write something in stone right now, I'm yeah. gonna do this. What what is yeah. it? Actually, I got a question to piggyback off of. I just asked that yeah. shit, motherfucker. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> the major thing is um I definitely want to um definitely want to drop the album. I want to buy some property. Mm. That's that's my major thing. I want to get some property under my belt. Mm. Um, and I want, I definitely want, want to make, do you know, there's a major change that I want to happen at Bassett High School on the west end of Bridgeport. There's a major change that I want to contribute there. Mm. And um, shout out to my SGC team that's working with me and our principal, uh, Dr. Tomas uh, Ramirez. And I'm going to finish my principal certificate. That's another thing. I'm starting at University of Bridgeport mm. next week. Where? So I'm back in school. Shout out to that. Yeah. You know, I may even turn it to a PhD. Who knows? Mm. Hey, but Keep it going. Go as far as you, you know. can, brother. Yeah. So those are the things that I'm, I'm setting out to do, mm-hmm. you know? Now, my last question was, do you have any aspirations to run for mayor, become a senator, any any of that. I'll vote for you, brother. Come yeah. on. You know, my, my we, first we need somebody thing, of color. If you know, if that door ever ever opens, I think about it then. But my first initial goal is to be a principal. Right. An assistant principal, principal, start a school maybe. Right. So I'm really more in the educational realm. But if that door, you know, ever open and I, I you know, I felt ready for it, mm. um, of covering all that all the aspects of it. You know, but you know, for now, education is my main thing. And, you know, with the master's degree and with what I've, you know, what I'm doing now to become. You have a master's? Master. Yeah, I got Shout a master's. Yeah, I just, a matter of fact, I completed that 2016 at Southern. Awesome. Yeah. Shout out to that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Salute to that. Yep. Man, I vote for you just because of the beer, my brother. <laughs> Word. See, I'm, I'm hating now. Y'all, y'all motherfuckers keep saying like I'm hating on shit. I'm hating. I, I can't grow a fucking beer. Said... Me neither. Y'all niggas what? say that shit all the I'm time. Trying, you hating on shit. Like I can't. This the only thing I've ever called you a hater on the low is J Cole. J Cole, he ain't that good. He all right. 
cool. <laughs> now, uh, King Life Media Group, what y'all yeah, got going yeah. on? X1, what's going on? That's it. KingLifeMediaGroup.com, ctshooters.inc. Uh, that's it. All right, Nikki Nicole, what's Just going on, baby? States, um, well, other than Poets Round, which is every Wednesday night down in Bridgeport, Connecticut, at BP to Create's 1001 Main Street, Suite 14, we have Poets Round open mic night from 830 to 1130. Um, the open mic is open to all artists, any MCs, whatever you want. You got to come up and share whatever you want. Come up and do it. It's free unless you want to just watch and it's $5. Word. Other than that, um, just keep in, keep in touch. Oh, February 1st, I'm having a birthday party. Same spot at the open mic joint. Right. So bring a gold Bucket balloon. Bucking naked. None of that. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, word. <laughs> just come through and celebrate my birthday. That kind of party? I, no, absolutely not. Um, I'm not coming naked. I accept, <laughs> no, no, I accept no. gold balloons. Strong emphasis on the gold balloons. Now, Vernon, what's your social media so people can reach you, follow you? Um, Vernon S. Thompson is my Instagram. And then Vernon Thompson on Facebook, V-E-R-N-O-N-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. So it's Vernon S. Thompson everywhere. Mm-hmm. Instagram. I'm not really on Snapchat, but I'm on Facebook and Instagram mostly. So. You ain't fucking with the Twitter? You oh, Vernon S. Thompson. Yeah. That's my to Twitter, mm-hmm. too. Vernon S. Thompson. So at Vernon S. Thompson is also, you know, my Twitter. Thank word. you for your greatness, guys. Yeah. yeah, thank you all. This is a great podcast. I'm, word, I'm happy word, to be thank you. the first guest of the year. Hey. Spread the love, spread the word. Yeah, definitely. So anybody got anything else? Spread the great vibes. Going on? Anybody, anybody, boom. All right, so boom. First thing of the year. So as the saying goes, one thing's for certain. We too much for these niggas and three much for these hoes. Shout out to Drink Cups. I'm going to plug that in somewhere. I might chop up some shit, put it in there. But shout out to Drink Cups. Uh, Drink Cups on Instagram and Twitter. Cupcrackers at gmail.com. But yeah, shout out to her. Angie uh, Studios, Al. Yeah, shout out to G Studios. Yo, if you want to come here and record in there, so he ain't going to bang you over the head with some hyped up ass price. Come here, hit G up. He going to record your whack ass record. Stop <laughs> taking pictures at whatever studio talking about we working. If you're not working, your records is whack. They ain't getting on the radio. Just come here and just, just record. All right, but G has cool. shined some light on them shits. Yeah, yeah he yo, got play. the live room in here. Yo, bro. I got to come back. Word. Yo, yep, you know I'm saying, yeah. yo, if you need some studio session time, hit up my nigga, yo. He here. Just don't take our slot, motherfucker. Yeah, motherfucker. Yo, y'all niggas come on Sunday. Y'all, y'all getting bumped. I'm telling you right y'all now. Banged on. <laughs> so one thing's for certain. Uh, we too much for these niggas and three much for these hoes. I go by the name of Domino. We got X1 in the building. Yerd. Nicky Nicole. Miss Exquisite if you nasty. We fucking out of here. Peace. Boom, bang, pow. Peace. Thank you, <laughs> Domino, motherfucker. What's that? C'est tout.